This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Check, check. Is this shit on? Is my shit working tonight? I'm in don't give a fuck mode. <laughs> so that's that's the show you're going to get tonight. Don't give a fuck mode. Troll patrol. It's a freaking Thursday. Welcome. We are going to try again tomorrow with the Friday Night Freak Show. At 10 p.m. Eastern. I know it's a little past your bedtime, Warlord. Sparkles is always happy to see you, though. I I see a lot of conservatives talking about being shadow banned. That's a, that's one of the reasons for my don't give a fuck mood tonight. I keep seeing these motherfuckers talking about how they're getting banned everywhere. Do you know who's you know who's banned on Facebook again? Me. Hold on. I thought I had a I thought I had a screenshot of it. I don't. Why, why am I banned again on Facebook? Well, well, well. For saying the phrase, right-wingers are absolute morons. We're on YouTube right now. RB just said weed commenting on the YouTube. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to go and take the YouTube video down. After we finish with with the show, there'll be very little content going up on my YouTube until October the 19th when one of my strikes goes away and I'm not at risk of of losing my YouTube channel. Fuck me. Now I I can't post or comment on Facebook... Until Halloween now, because I said right-wingers are absolute morons. Which, spoiler alert, they fucking are. (laughs) The last day of September. People already in the spooky, spooky season mood. I've got friends that have been watching horror movies and Halloween specials for weeks already. It's still too fucking hot for that, in my opinion. Do I have the doors open right now? No, I don't. Because I'd be hot and sweaty. And I'd have sticky weed titties if I opened the door right now. It was nice for a couple of days here, and now it's fucking hot again. I don't like it. Apparently, it's going to be nice again next week, so... I have to deal with it, right? Much like this this dude that we're going to talk about later on in the show had to deal with a bat in his bedroom as he woke up. He definitely dealt with it. He is now dead. A deaf man has filed a lawsuit against the Colorado Police Department because they roughed him up because he couldn't respond to their commands not the first time that's happened it's all too common in this country unfortunately 
Apparently, Biden has rejected a meeting with the president of Palestine. This was coming off of another attack on civilians in Palestine. The Mu variant has been eradicated. Apparently, we, we, we don't have no Mu around no more. COVID is killing rural Americans at a much greater pace than it is the city dwellers. Officials are warning of widespread exposure from a Luke Bryan concert. Meanwhile, the Broadway play Aladdin has had to be canceled, postponed, whatever you would like to call it, due to an outbreak. We're going to hear from healthcare workers who are ready to be fired over not getting vaccinated coming up on the mandate taking effect. Plus, we're going to hear from a kid who doesn't wear a mask about what it's like to be inside a school with a bunch of masked kids. You look at this way, and look, you know she was a predator. That she was she was preying on young ladies at that school. Like, am I judging by her appearance? Yes, I am. This just this just happened to be the like one of the first things on my on my timeline. Yes, it's it's these healthcare workers are who we're going to hear from in just a little bit about why they are ready to be fired for not taking part in the vaccine mandate. Plus, I've got all kinds of bullshit we're going to talk about. So much bullshit tonight. Uh, Like Shaq denouncing his celebrity status. Russell Brand admitting that Trump was right about the Clintons. Matthew McConaughey is calling liberals in Hollywood hypocrites. Plus, Mike Pence says he has spoken with Trump since January the 6th. An Olympic swimmer has been sentenced for his role in January the 6th, but starting off tonight, let's talk about the government. Breaking just 16 minutes ago by ABC News, President Joe Biden has signed a deal the House and Senate passed earlier in the day to avert a government shutdown that would have affected hundreds of thousands of federal workers and slammed an economy still struggling to recover from the pandemic, all with just hours left to stave off the crisis. Yes, it was midnight tonight. They've still got a couple of weeks to talk about the debt ceiling before we... These are are two different things. We needed a continuing resolution, which is what is passed, to fund the government under the same budget that Trump passed last year. That's what has passed the House and the Senate that will keep the government running. I think it's until December. We'll see when we read the details of the bill here. But they still have a couple of weeks uh, to deal with the debt ceiling. I believe the 15th or the 18th 
of October is the final, final deadline before we actually default on our debt. Warlord across the seventeenth. Uh, that might it might be the seventeenth. Split the difference there. It's one of those days. It's right around there in the middle part of October when they a- absolutely have to raise the debt ceiling or they default on uh, the U.S. debt. The House on Thursday passed legislation to prevent a government shutdown with only hours to spare before the midnight deadline albeit without any measure to avert a debt default in a few weeks. Lawmakers voted 254 to 175 to send the bill, which keeps the federal government funded through December the 3rd. And this is to allow them time to pass the infrastructure bill, the $1.5 trillion bipartisan bill, and the reconciliation bill, which is the actual budget for running the government. So December 3rd is now the deadline for passing those two pieces of legislation. We're going to get into all that and Senator Manchin balking at passing the $3.5 trillion bill now. The House last week passed the same bill along party lines, but with a provision that suspended the debt limit until mid-December of next year. The Senate failed to advance the original House passed bill on Monday due to Republicans' insistence that they will not vote to prevent a debt default, which uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said it could happen after October the 18th if Congress doesn't act in time. Could happen after the 18th. All this shit is imaginary. All All this fiat currency we're dealing with. Well, Adam, thank you for joining us on a I don't give a fuck kind of night. I'm not I'm not in the mood to to deal with anything. I hope some dumb fuck calls in and tries to argue with me. I am sorry that you are an angry ass. I assume that's what got censored in the chat. I'm upset that it was that it was censored. House and Senate both passed the bill today. Here is Mitch McConnell gloating, saying it's a win for Republicans. Today, the Senate will consider and pass a government funding bill and do our part. Hag? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That Republicans called for. I love saying that word, and I always contend that I've sucked enough dick to say that word. Other people see it otherwise and, you know, Twitch terms of service and YouTube. So I'm going to be on my best behavior. Afghan refugees and hurricane recovery aid for Louisiana. It is seriously disappointing that the Democratic side would not let us include funding for Israel's Iron Dome. Are you sure you're not upside down? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that the chat... Is right side up. Oh, oh, you mean that it, oh, that it goes down. In the base text, it honestly. It's actually going both ways on my screen. Defensive aid to our ally Israel has become a thorny subject for the political left. But overall, this is an encouraging, uh, encouraging progress. Because once again, I don't give a fuck. Let's. Allow me to show you on my screen 
the the chats are scrolling both ways because they they scroll down this way no they scroll up this way and they scroll down this way just just for fun Why, why are we spending too much? We need to invest in our infrastructure. I'm not high enough for this at all. In no way, shape, or form am I high enough for this. Especially not with Mitch McConnell. Progress. The Democratic majority has begun to realize that the way forward... Is that a song? ...governing duties matches the roadmap that Republicans been laying out for months. On government funding, what Republicans laid out all along was a clean, continuing resolution without the poison pill of a debt limit increase. The poison pill of paying the bills that you guys ran up. The seven trillion through a partisan that Republicans added to the debt during the Trump administration. will be funded as we laid out. That's step one. Next will come step two, the debt ceiling. Step two, uh, step three, profit. And we've clearly laid out the way forward there as well. Totally not high enough for this shit. Last July, last July, Democrats need to begin the fast track process for handling this issue through reconciliation. Why would he be talking about what the Democrats need to do last July when the Democrats weren't in the majority in the Senate last July? Attempts at partisan jams by the majority will not change that reality. Is he admitting that he knew that the Democrats would take the Senate? On the debt limit. They will just be wasting valuable time. I think this reality is hopefully starting to dawn on our colleagues. Multiple leading House Democrats acknowledged just this week. I, it seems like he is daring them to abolish the filibuster. I, I don't understand what his game is. Their unified Democratic government is fully capable, fully capable, of fast-tracking a debt limit increase on their own. Nonpartisan experts have confirmed they have plenty of time to get this done before late October. At the same time that the Senate Democratic leader says incorrectly that he doesn't have enough time, he has spent weeks of the Senate's time processing mid-level nominations. Today, the majority is spending multiple hours to confirm a Bureau of Land Management nominee who literally collaborated with echo terrorists. Echo terrorists. After day after day, while they pretend they lack the time to do their most basic job. Senate Republicans have been... I need to clip that for producer Dave. Echo terrorists. Giving Democrats a step-by-step guide to governing in this environment. That is what he should call people in the now space. The conclusion to draw from this week is very clear. Clumsy efforts... At partisan jams. The now space seems like a, a Pepsi work. commercial to me. Welcome to the now space where we drink Pepsi. Of the situation. 
We're able to fund the government today because the majority accepted reality. The same thing will need to happen on the debt limit next week. Well, this video with Rand Paul and the Health and Human Services Secretary was actually the next video on my list. This was earlier today. It's Rand Paul, so you know he said some stupid shit. This is uh, uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra. Becerra. Becerra? Am I saying it right? Still learning all these fuckers' names. ...with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally. Senator, I'd have to get back to you. Well, if I if I had known this was this is what he was asking about, I would have put it with the rest of the COVID shit later on in the show, you know, because I I like having a show that flows together. But it's don't give a fuck night here on the Troll Patrol. We're just gonna break down the fourth wall because <laughs> I don't give a fuck tonight. Yes, this dumb fuck, fucking Rand Paul is a fucking moron. Fuck off, Rand Paul. Talking about the natural immunity, which wanes. I saw a doctor talking about how she's had a patient that has gotten COVID three different times now. And this motherfucker wants to act like natural immunity is this all-protecting barrier. I had COVID, but that's, I hope he catches it again. I hope Rand Paul catches it again because he's walking around like, well, I've already had COVID. Yuck, 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 yuck. Let's get us a taste of the Delta variant. On that one, I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be. I'm sorry. My internet was not working last night. I was yet again having the issue where I didn't notice that there was an issue with the internet until I went to stream and I didn't have any upload speed. So my apologies for not being on last night. Those issues are what has contributed to me not giving a fuck tonight. Who knows what the fuck we're going to do. I got all kinds of bullshit over here to talk about. So sorry, last last night's show was only one second long. I had a fantastic show planned. I put a lot of work into it, and I couldn't do it. And it pissed me off, and therefore I'm in don't give a fuck mode tonight yes we need municipal property that's another thing like a, i can't go to another fucking cable company I only have one option for internet where i'm sitting i have to go through that company i've i've bitched and complained and moaned they've given me ten dollars off my bill for next month because of all the all the issues but honestly i've i've lost out on more than ten dollars if I'd had YouTube where I was actually being able to access YouTube, but like. They don't, it's whatever suits them to make the argument at this time. I, Rand Paul is just stupid. And he has been one of the biggest purveyors of misinformation dealing with covid and this is this is one of the reasons why i'm gonna have to take the video off of youtube just as soon as as we get off from here stop streaming
be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had. COVID. I like doing this shit. Look at I I want to be here every night. People and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe that's not, not true. Decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country, calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting. It goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 um, years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country. You're not a medical doctor! Who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine... A fake eye doctor, that is correct. alone are on high, and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background... He couldn't receive board certification, opt- ophthalmologist or some shit, yeah. ...that is unseemly and un-American. He couldn't receive so board certifications... The vast preponderance of... So he created his own certification. ...and dozens show robust, long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. He's a self-certified eye doctor. ...measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself. And well, we're not dealing with smallpox or the measles, and also don't think that's a acquired immunity. But you, you say that, but like Rand wasn't potent in 2016 when he tried to run, like I thought he would be. I going back to 2016, I thought we were going to end up with Bernie Sanders versus Rand Paul, and I was like, this is going to be really good for the country. Having, like, the the purest distilled version of a libertarian conservative go up against a democratic socialist. Their their views couldn't be further apart instead of, you know, usually we have a choice between two war hawks that are fiscally conservative and, and then one is, you know, socially liberal. And, and... I catches another angry neighbor. I feel sorry for the neighbor that had to, you know, he's on probation or some shit. I think he might have had to pull like a few days in jail. Because, yeah, you can't get away with assaulting a, a, a congressperson. But, like, you should have some leeway. Like, it's not, it's not assault on a federal congressperson. If they're your neighbor, like it's a neighborly dispute, you know, you, you've got the right to throw hands in your side yard, right? I thought this was America. What was it? I think he, I think Rand Paul like kept putting his leaves on the dude's yard or some shit. And he ended up tackling Rand into the, into the pile of leaves. I want to say like he had to serve 30 days and then he had like six months probation or a year probation, some shit. That sounds about right. He might have been happy to take it. I don't know. I recommend you quit smoking. I I uh, feel so much better since I quit smoking.
But I don't, I don't want to be preachy and shit about it. But I, I will coach somebody. It's, it's been about five years since I quit smoking. I will coach somebody along if they need some coaching. Quit lying to people about naturally acquired immunity. Quit lying to people, Rand Paul. Acting as if these people are deplorable and unwashed. Try persuasion <laughs> instead of government cudgels. Try humility instead of arrogance. Try freedom instead of coercion. But most of all, try understanding... This self-righteous piece no of shit talking about try humility. ...what we inject into our bodies. Today, after hearing that millions of people in a study prove show without a doubt that there's a great deal of immunity from getting it naturally? Do you want to apologize to the 100 million Americans who suffered through COVID, survived, have immunity, and yet you want to hold them down and vaccinate them? Do you want to apologize for calling those people flat earthers? Senator, I appreciate your question and appreciate that everyone has their opinion. Uh, We follow the facts and the science at HHS. We use the expertise of the medical professionals, the scientists at uh, HHS. Uh, It's a team effort, and we rely on what is on the ground showing us results. Except for the dozens and dozens of studies. In fact, most of the studies show Paul's bullshit. And in my respect. The CDC says if you've had measles and have immunity, you don't have to be vaccinated. The same was true of smallpox. You're selectively doing this because you want us to submit to your will. You have no scientific background. What, what, what will? And yet you aren't really concerned about 100 million Americans who had the disease. You just want to tell us, do as you're told. That's what you're telling us. You want to mandate this on all of us. You're going to tell us if I have 100 employees, you're going to put me out of business with a $700,000 fine if I don't obey what you think is a science. Don't you understand that it's presumptuous for you to be in charge of all the science? Please tell him what the... And no, he's not all in charge of all the science. I mean, this is, is, is incredibly arrogant. There is a whole department. Authoritarian nature that you think, well, we'll just tell all of America to do what I say and they better or we'll find them. Please or- counter his argument of why the policy the is necessary. On this. The science is clear. Naturally acquired immunity is as good as a vaccine. The Israel study actually showed. No! This isn't an argument against the vaccine. But it's an argument for letting people make a decision who already have... Hey, he has. He certified himself. <laughs> natural immunity. Senator he is Martin full of shit. ...has reviewed every study that's out there on COVID, whether it's from Israel, from the U.S., or wherever else. They have used the facts that have been provided through the uh, rigorous research that's been done to reach conclusions. 660-odd thousand Americans and more have died because of COVID. We're trying to do everything we can to save as many as possible. Secretary Becerra, Becerra, I'm I'm fucking your name up. I know I am. I you 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 had to have known if you have watched any bit of Rand Paul over the last year. You had to have known what he was going to ask you right here, right now. This has been Rand Paul's bread and butter. How could you be so woefully unprepared? To not have data to back up your assertions for the policy. Fauci, so is the whole group. You're just ignoring it because you want submission. You want everybody just to submit to your will, do as you're told, despite the evidence, the large body of scientific evidence that says 
naturally acquired immunity does work is an important part of how we're all going to recover from this. So is the vaccine. But when you add them together, we're at a much different place. It's an important part of how we're all going to recover from this. Listen to what he's saying. I'm right that they want to just go out and have these COVID parties in the schools and let all the kids get it. That's how they're they're planning to make it become endemic. I I fucking I can't believe this shit. And we may we may still end up with another more dangerous variant. So far so good, but goddamn. Talk about COVID more later on in the show. Let's get back to the finances of the United States. Manchin hammers home opposition to the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, calls it fiscal insanity. Amid the partisan battles ensuing in Congress over the two pending legislative reconciliation and infrastructure packages, moderate Democrats, moderate Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, I, I take issue with Joe Manchin being labeled as a moderate, he is a far-right fucking nut job. The far-right nut job Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, on whom the advancement of the $3.5 trillion social spending bill depends, has hammered home his opposition to it. In a statement released on Wednesday, the West Virginia senator reiterated his firm opinion that he claims he's repeated Democratic leaders and President Joe Biden ad nauseum that he refuses to endorse expanding government programs of the magnitude that progressive House Democrats are proposing. We can't even pay for the essential social programs like Social Security and Medicare, he said. It's an astronomical bill which is supposed to provide for child care, health care, education, climate change, and other Democratic priorities would amount to fiscal insanity, he added. Now, we'll criticize Democrats on this, like all that shit, child care, health care, education, the specifics of what they're going to have in the bill are all very nice, but I feel like they needed one big program that was going to have an impact in everybody's life. I don't know what that big program was to hang their hat on something for messaging. Progressives are standing united. They are saying they will not vote for the 1.5 basically corporate handout bill. 1.5 trillion. The progressive activists in the stands at Wednesday night's congressional baseball game. Yeah, I didn't I didn't grab any of the pictures of the congressional baseball game. The Republicans won, and they are gloating about it. Rand Paul played in the congressional baseball. The progressive activists in the stands at Wednesday night's congressional baseball game held up a series of banners, one of which said, Dems don't fuck this up, and another that read, Our lives are a game past $3.5 trillion. A third banner declared, Reconciliation first, hold the line, while the Democrats went on to lose the charity game to their Republican opponents. The messaging from the crowd mirrored the overnight blitz of messaging ahead of a still uncertain vote in the House, tentatively scheduled for Thursday on a bipartisan infrastructure bill that has become a proxy war over the Democratic Party's agenda. I don't believe that vote happened. I believe Nancy Pelosi pulled the bill. 
Then there's Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kristen Cinema of Arizona have teamed up with a number of industry-backed Democrats in the House to block the passage of sweeping social investments contained in the large Build Back Better Act, including expanding Medicare, universal pre-K, tuition-free community college, extension of a more robust childhood tax credit, and aggressive investments to tackle the climate crisis. At least some of the banner drops at the game were organized by a group called the People's Watch, which says it has had enough of obstruction and delay and is calling on Democrats to pass the full recovery agenda promised by the Biden administration and on which so many Democrats ran in 2020. And as you can tell with the expanding Medicare, and that's to include dental and vision, that's the Medicare expanse that they're talking about. Bernie Sanders also wants to lower the age but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. That's why the pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare industry are fighting so hard against this bill. And then aggressive investments to tackle the climate crisis are why the energy industry are fighting so hard to kill this bill. Message from members of the Congressional Progressive Caucus led by Chair Representative Pramila Jayapal has been consistent for months that the larger reconciliation package must be passed by both the Senate and the House first before a smaller, and they say much weaker, infrastructure bill known as the Bipartisan Infrastructure Framework receives a vote on the floor. On Wednesday evening, just after Manchin released a statement saying that he is still unwilling to agree to a top-line number and the specifics contained in the 3.5 reconciliation package, Congresswoman Jayapal warned that if the obstruction by Manchin and Cinema persists, the whole thing is not going to happen. I can tell you that his statement has just probably created at least a bunch more votes on the House floor against a bipartisan bill, Jayapal said. Later appearing on MSNBC's All In with Chris Hayes, Jayapal reiterated that message. You won't watch her? I can always go for some Camilla Jabal. The congressional baseball game has been underway at National Stadium. Oh, no, this is the baseball game. Yeah, let's watch this. Uh, There's been a few banner drops encouraging the Democrats to hold the line. Do we have those footage? Yeah. Reconciliation first. Hold the line. That was held up tonight in the crowd today at the congressional baseball game. There were a couple of other signs. One of which had a swear word on it. Did we get that blocked out? Yes. Rand Paul looked like such a fucking dork. $3.5 trillion with his pants pulled up way above his hips. Which we had to block something out on said Dems don't F this up. We'll see if that lights lights an appropriate fire under Democratic. It won't. And the deal was looking good up until yesterday. Congress was primed to avoid a shutdown despite remaining conflicts. Then it appears on track to prevent a government shutdown on Thursday at midnight. Oh, this is a different thing. We're dealing with multiple financial issues. And also, this was like my notes from yesterday and I tried to like update them for today. Don't give a fuck. Here's Jin Saki from earlier today talking about 
some bullshit. I don't even fucking know. Discussion and ongoing negotiation. And as I said yesterday, debt ceiling probably giving a little, and we're in the midst of that right now. So on that, so key Democratic House leaders have said they will, quote, stay here all weekend to work to get a deal. Uh, does the president plan to do the same? Will he be at the White House working this weekend, having visitors, calling and hosting congressional lawmakers? He likes to go to Delaware on the weekends. She said earlier, uh, and we'll, we're following the same motto. We're taking it uh, hour by hour here uh, and making a decision and a determination about what's most needed. So um, as it relates to what's even going to happen this afternoon, uh, we're open. Uh, he's available. Uh, he's been making calls this morning. Uh, he's open to having visitors. He's open to going places. Uh, but we're going to make those decisions hour by hour. So the weekend's a little... I, I think she's saying he's a swinger. Uh, this is the president's top priority right now, uh, getting relief to the American people, uh, making sure we're lowering costs for the American people. We're addressing the climate crisis. We're rebuilding our roads, rails, and bridges. We've made progress, and we're still at work at it. Last one for me. Uh, one of the president's uh, central promises when he was elected was to restore Americans' ability to be confident in their government again, to believe in institutions again. What is the White House's message to the Americans right now who look at this and see a mess? Nearly a government shutdown. The debt ceiling is unclear. Legislation not being passed, at least not yet, even though Democrats control the bodies of government. And those Americans don't feel they can be confident in the government. What's the White House's response? Well, first I would say um, the president, the Speaker of the House, um, and the leader have more experience getting legislation across the finish line than any group of Democrats, Democratic leaders in history. We're in the middle of it right now. It's messy. That's not true. That's no, that's not true. Policymaking is messy. There's no Not, no, 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 no. There is no way that Chucky boy, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden have more experience passing legislation than anyone in the history, than any Democrat in the history of this country. There's no no way. There's no way. Negotiations. They all have representatives uh, who are advocating for their points of view. That's democracy in action. What I can tell them is that we're on the path to keep the government open. They barely passed it was going Obamacare. Uh, that's not just keeping the government open. That's getting relief to uh, to make sure we can uh, we can take care of refugees, uh, people who fought by our side in Afghanistan. That's to make sure we get relief to the Gulf Coast, additional relief to the Gulf, Gulf Coast. All important. I would be so much better. Back to back to not giving a fuck here tonight. I would be so much better of a press secretary. I'd, I'd want to be a like a cool president's press secretary, not Joe Biden's though. Well, like, can you imagine me like taking press questions? I'd call people dumb fucks. No, no, I would actually cut my hair and take off the bandana and shave the Fu Manchu for that job. I would treat it with the reverence it deserves. They would never ask me to be the press secretary. I would love it though. I I would eat it up. My dream job is actually, you know, like Booker in a wrestling federation or uh, to be a like a campaign manager, communications director for a campaign. I'm so into that kind of shit. It seems like you guys are having discussions about the, the cops and fuck the cops kind of missed out on it we've been well like the budget and shit but fuck the cops and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it like fuck the cops later on 
I got some cop shit. We'll shit on some cops. I was seeing this girl and she was a CO for like fucking 10 years or some shit. And she was just telling me like horror stories about how it broke her as a person. Like she even looked at like she showed me pictures from back then because like I'm looking at this blue haired hippie chick with all these tattoos all over. She like shows me this, you know uptight, short hair, like, I could not believe the soulless eyes I was looking at. Completely off top. I... I think she blocked... She was, like, the last, like, person I was seeing. I think she blocked me on social media, I assume. She just... She got a guy. She's she's one of those people that didn't stay single very long. So I just, I assume she got a guy and she's blocked me just to make things easier. Didn't want me like, you know, messaging her and saying fucking off color comments and shit. Fuck cops. had so many fucking run-ins with the cops too like why why this popped into my head like uh, my senior prom I'm driving with my girlfriend I'm taking her back home she was like the next county over right and we we decided it'd be fun to drive naked <laughs> like wah, it was prom night and we, we, we come around like a turn and there's a fucking checkpoint. And this is like, I don't even like, I, I don't think I was like, a, a, I'd smoked pot at this point in time. I wasn't a stoner. Like I wasn't riding dirty or anything. But I was just, I was naked with my girlfriend <laughs> in my truck. Texas seems like it could be such a cool place. If like, it just needs it just needs some more people to move to it and get the get the asshole right wingers out of power, right? Texas Texas would be a beautiful fucking state with a lot of cool shit to do. It wasn't funny at the time. When I was in college, probably about 10 years ago, I went to a concert with my soon-to-be girlfriend. She wasn't my girlfriend yet. She was seeing somebody else. But we went to a concert together. As we were coming back, we, we decided we were going to piss on Wells Fargo. You know, this is right after the, like, banking crisis and uh, it was like Occupy Wall Street time period and we decided we were going to piss on Wells Fargo it just it came up and it, it was an oddly sexual thing to do as well 
But we we go and we piss on the Wells Fargo. I don't think she was able to like, actually like get the piss flowing. But as we're like getting ready to walk back to my truck or her car, I can't remember which vehicle. We were in her car, I think. We're walking back to her car. And there's a cop like walking up on us. And like we were so slick about it, like talking about how like we were trying to find an ATM or whatever. We just come back from a concert and like she was super sweet, so like nobody was gonna question her. Like just to look at her, like, oh, this sweet, innocent little ginger girl here. Turns out, you know, she was into water sports, so So I'm saying it was an oddly sexual thing for us to do as we're on this date that's not really a date because, you know, she's seeing somebody. This has been me talking about bullshit. This is don't give a fuck night on the Troll Patrol. I've done some crazy shit. I'm just... And the whole the whole pissing on Wells Fargo turned into me wanting to make this whole documentary called See Me Pee. You're in for a wild ride. Urine for a wild ride was like the, the tagline on the movie. So I had this, I had this, you know, like a, a treatment, you know, an idea of, because it's a documentary. So, you know, it's more like setting up shit and finding out you know what happens and filming it and stuff and then editing that together making a movie we have this like acclaimed documentarian come and speak to our class and the only the only person who is interested in documentaries in the class is me right like I'm, I'm the one that's always talking about documentaries I've watched and shit so <laughs> they ask, like, is anybody interested in documentary? Yeah, do, you, do you have any ideas for a documentary? And I did, I'd already done two documentaries at this time. I'm the one that did documentaries in class. I had done two documentaries at this time, and I was working on the, the, the See Me P one. So I told her about See Me P, and holy shit, she looked mortified after I explained the idea. And apparently I embarrassed the whole fucking department talking about my movie about pissing on banks. One time I was because I worked for the I worked for the broadcasting department at my college. And one time I was wearing a t-shirt that said high as fuck. Which I wore often and like it's not like they didn't know I owned the shirt, but I'm wearing it in the department as I'm overseeing our editing lab. You know, I'm the broadcasting department. I would like the freshmen and the sophomores that would come in, like I would explain how things worked. If they had a problem, I would, you know, help them troubleshoot it and shit. So I'm sitting there at the, like the head of the classroom with my like headphones on doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. And I didn't know that we were like open house tour where like they could bring it. Like the seniors from high school were like coming through, looking at our studios and shit. 
And who's the only person that's like on staff in the building on this Saturday afternoon? It's me. It's me with my shirt that says high as fuck. (laughs) And uh, like they even asked me my thoughts on the department. I'm like, yeah, it sucks pretty bad. You should probably go somewhere else. Turn, like the I remember I remember vividly the dude was into the little dude the the you know the senior in high school he was into sports I'm like no you want to University of Tennessee go there Virginia Tech much 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 better broadcasting department better sports program do that shit I am not allowed at my college broadcasting department I'm not allowed in the department I'm banned for life And there's not one incident. There's just a whole bunch of incidents like that. Oh, shit. Jen Psaki talking about some bullshit. Uh, The president is going to stop it. He's going to uh, use every lever at his disposal to uh, fight to get this legislation passed. These two pieces of legislation that will have a historic, uh, make historic investments. And he's doing it because he wants to have an impact on their lives. Yes, this is the Uh, Biden agenda. Both pieces of legislation together are the Biden agenda. He's going to get it done. That's what he would tell them. Charlottesville was an amazing fucking city. The house floor. Well, as uh, Speaker Pelosi said earlier, the the girl that I pissed on the Wells Fargo with, we went back to a concert in Charlottesville when she, when she was my girlfriend. We saw Primus in Charlottesville. Amazing show, fucking rock. That was the first time I've seen Primus. I've seen Primus several times since then. Uh, there was this girl, like we were third row, second row, something like that. The people in front of us were like old heads and shit. Like they would just go around like watching Primus shows. Every 50, 55, something like that. And me and my gal were, were at the front and this girl who was just like out of her mind, she had to be on like Molly or X or some some shit like that. Maybe meth. I don't fucking know. She was just out of her mind and she was really into my girlfriend. So like she's making out with both of us and then she starts like biting my face and then at one point in time like she pulls away from me and she's like who are you? I'm like I'm her boyfriend. (laughs) And she she like she gets down on the on the fucking ground and like throws her skirt up so I was trying to like eat her out. It was wild. It was a wild night. Love me some Les Claypool. Last time I saw Primus was at the um I can't remember the name of the fucking there's a museum in Nashville. And it has like it is like almost like fucking like a Greek fucking like statues and shit outside and it's got columns and shit. Fantastic place to see. It's a fucking museum, and they've got a stage, and uh, that's that's where I saw Promise last time. It's when they were doing the um, the album about the like elves or fucking uh, what was it? It was like elves or some shit. 
and there's like a, a giant mosquito was the villain and like so like the the last time I saw him it was like just that album as like the second half of their show and the first half was you know a, a variety of Primus songs fucking love me some Primus I don't I don't remember the name of the place. That's the only time that's the only time I've been there for a concert is Primus. But this uh this dude, I'm standing in line for a beer outsider. I might have been buying a shirt cuz I got a shirt there. I've got the Primus shirt in there. Um this dude comes up to me. He's like, "Whoa, yeah, Primus, yeah." And I'm like, "You Primus sucks. Primus sucks." And he's like, "Why would you say that?" I'm like, oh, it's your first show. It's like the whole fucking place starts fucking chanting Promise Sucks. Of course. Dude didn't dude didn't know what he was doing. Fucking love me some Promise. I've never got to see them uh, do Over the Electric Grapevine, though. That's my favorite fucking Promise song. I've seen him do like fucking everything fucking else. I've never seen him do that song. Apparently it was on the list one night when 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 I'd seen them. Somebody threw a shoe at Les and they cut the and it he'd already been playing like two and a half hours, but apparently like he still cut it short. And like if if you go to the like set list FM, it says that over the electric grapevine was like the like encore, encore, encore. And I'm like, motherfucker, somebody threw a shoe at Les Claypool. And I didn't get the encore, encore, encore. Mother, motherfuckers. Government Mule opened for them. Government Mule was excellent. Government Mule played for like two hours. And Les came out and played like fucking four or five songs with Government Mule. That was a fantastic concert. I miss concerts. And now I've got, I've got like 11 days to decide, am I going to go watch Modest Mouse? Back in May, for my birthday, on my fucking birthday, I bought tickets to Modest Mouse for October the 11th. I was freshly vaccinated. I thought everything was going to be normal, but now like I'm in an area with an incredibly high transmission rate. They've moved the venue... Back inside. I haven't even listened to it yet. Mars Mouse is one of my favorite bands. I need to listen to their new album. I'm so behind on actually listening to albums because I just never have time to just... When I listen to an album, I want to sit down and listen to the whole thing and really take it in. Like, I'll restart it because, like, oh, shit, I drifted off. I'm doing something else. And just, like, I've been fucking busy. I've had so much fucking work to do. I've seen Modest Mouse twice, so it's not gonna it's not gonna be a big thing if I don't go see them because I've already seen them multiple times. But you know, they're one of, they're a jam band. You never know what they're gonna fucking play. Their set list changes completely every night. Now they've never played the South Park theme on stage. That'd be cool if they pulled that out sometime. I'm also not mad about the song selection either time I've seen them. The first time was on the um, 
God, what was the name of that green, uh, green noggle hide or some shit? It was like their last real album before they started doing like, you know, Willy Wonka and then they did the elves one and shit. The album that had Jilly's on smack and she won't be coming back. Fucking love that song. I saw them on that tour and then I saw them on the, the one where they played the elves and shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sad about the set list either time. They were both fantastic. I was never a big Nicki Minaj fan, you know? I wore out some starships. I loved that song. I listened to her last album. It wasn't very good. I like the Chun-Li song. Where she talked about, like, you need to get on your keyboards and make me the bad guy. Well, apparently that's what happened. All you had to do was, like, come out as anti-vax. Never with promise, though. Oh, shit. I really liked um, his band with Sean Lennon, the Lennon Claypool Delirium. Like what? what like what? Have you seen like the offshoot bands like Bucket of Brains or uh, what was? Well, he's had like three or four different offshoot bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close to seeing Primus. Fucking Les is so cool. Motherfucker just wants to make an album, tour, and then go back and fish. Wants to get off the road in time for fishing season. <laughs> oh, fuck. Motherfucker can play some bass. And Promise is one of those bands I can always throw on a Promise concert from YouTube. I watch way, way too much live music on YouTube. Or as much live music as you would expect that I watch on YouTube. I can always throw on like a Radiohead concert. I can throw on a Promise concert. I can't get my money back for Modest Mouse. I can try to sell it. I don't I don't know how the tickets have done. I don't know if anybody would want to buy my fucking ticket. It's general mission. And I was on my fucking birthday. I was ecstatic. I'm like, general mission. I will be front fucking row. The 2016 was like the start of my run. I went goddamn nuts from like the end of 2016 through like 2017, 2018. I I had to go to like 200, 250 different shows. Uh, one week, I was in Nashville at the start of the week. Went to Atlanta and then didn't even drive home. Drove from Atlanta back to Nashville for a show. Who did, I, who did I fucking see that week? I remember the last two shows were... I saw Arcade Fire and the Melvins. I saw Arcade Fire on Thursday night in Atlanta. And I saw the Melvins on Friday night in Nashville the next night. 
but I'd, I had been somewhere and seen somebody like the Monday before I'd even went to Atlanta. Just cause like, I fucking like, I had never been in the position to go to concerts like that. I've always been a poor boy from Appalachia. I'm, I, I, I was like 34 or 35, never married, no kids, disposable income. My ass was going to all kinds of concerts. I was, I was pretty good about seeing like one or two shows a year. Usually just cause like I fucking love concerts. Live music is, the, but like I have tonight. It's really bad now. So, <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah, probably, probably. But like, I lay in bed, my ears ring and shit. Like, it sucks. But hey, fucking. Crick, you're asking some fucking philosophical questions. You we you you didn't come to philosophy night. You came to I don't give a fuck night on the troll patrol. I had tech issues last night. I put this whole nice show together. Now it's out of date tonight, so we're kind of going through it, and I'm kind of just fucking around. We've been talking about music. I've told stories about fucking ex girlfriends and shit. <laughs> It's don't give a fuck night on the Troll Patrol. We did watch Rand Paul talk about some bullshit. We covered, we covered the, we covered the Senate and the House passing the extension for the government funding bill to December the 3rd. How it looks like they're still at an impasse about the debt ceiling. And then Jen Psaki's talking about some shit right now. I don't even know. Here today, uh, we're on- oh, oh, that's right. That's what The reason I paused it was because she said that Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer have the most experience of any Democrat in the history of the country at passing legislation to which I called bullshit. Bullshit. That's understandable because you're playing shows and clubs and shit. I wish I had musical talent. I don't. That's the reason why I'm in broadcasting because, you know, it was an easy transition. Because I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I tried. I tried my ass off. I ain't got no rhythm. I wanted to be a rock star. When I... When I was a kid, I had a karaoke machine, and I got a fucking shower curtain rod, and I had like I had like you know like a twenty five pound weight, and I had the shower curtain rod down in the the weight. I had the karaoke machine, like it had a snap on fucking mic holder. I had that duct taped to the shower curtain rod. And I had fucking scars hanging from it like I was goddamn Steven Tyler. 
Yeah, this is this is the origin story. You you can actually get I have a uh uh, a friend did a documentary about me when I was in college. It's like a Justin freaking starving artist. It's somewhere on my YouTube channel. It might not be on the front page anymore. But like, uh, I tell I tell my origin story of how this all came along. But like, yeah, my 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 voice changed. I was in show choir. I was in the actual choir. I was in band. I took piano lessons from like third grade up until eighth grade. I was a music minor my first time in college. Well, you 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 realize your your fucking strengths, right? Like, at the in the show choir, they always had me do the speaking roles because I'm really good at getting up and talking in front of people. Adam, it's amazing I'm not totally deaf, to be honest with you. I, mean, I kind of am. Like my neighbors probably hate me. One because I've got a really nice sound system, but two because I can't fucking even hear it. <laughs> and I stay up all fucking night. I hear the woman above me like stomping in the middle of the night. Like, oh shit! I hope she's not mad at me because like I'm down here, bang, 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 bang. I've been playing Days Gone, so I'm riding around on a motorcycle and shooting shit. All these zombies. Fuck Jinsaki. Not literally, that'd be right. Also, fuck Nancy Pelosi, but this time I think we're on her side. Are you familiar with an Israeli study? That- God damn it, this is Rand Paul. This isn't Nancy Pelosi. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck. Who wants to hear from Nancy Pelosi anyway? This is Don't Give a Fuck Night on the Troll Patrol. Be sure to tune in to the Friday Night Freak Show tomorrow night. I still probably won't give a fuck. Maybe Sparkles will give a fuck. Yesterday, Matt Gates got to question General Mark Milley. Chairman Gates is recognized. February 26, 2020. I would like to start off by saying, how the fuck is Matt Gates still in Congress? General Mark Milley, we know we're not going to defeat the Taliban militarily, and they're not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. You really blew that call, didn't you, General? Well, no, not really. I believe that that was an issue of strategic stalemate, and that if we had remained in Afghanistan uh, with the advisory levels of effort, then the government of Afghanistan... Well, I mean, they didn't really defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. ...more time with Bob Woodward on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you? Not even close, Congressman. Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? Fucking, I figured Ghani was going to take the money and run the whole fucking time. What President Biden... You're not aware of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, we want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the... Why is Gates even in a place of authority anymore? Why is he allowed in Congress? Like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt? Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if, if I may. One, 
is what I said was the situation was stalemate, and if we kept advisors with there, the government of Afghanistan and the army would have still been there. That's what I said. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But it seems wrong now. With well, the we withdrew all the, the we withdrew all the Austin. Secretary I don't know that the rapist ever even had credibility. Assessing whether another has the will to fight. No, we're not, and uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier. So. That's just like an incredibly disappointing thing for the Secretary of Defense to simply say, I can't assess whether someone has the will to fight. But it is consistent with your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government. And I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you've now confessed to us and whether it's the swing and a, and a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure, or whether it was your failures in Syria, you don't seem capable to look at a... Or maybe, maybe we just shouldn't be fucking around in Middle East countries. The end result was... A we have no business. Like... Uh, the SDF that we stood up that was... When we were doing the, the coverage of the pullout, and I had the argument with the, with the soldier, I was really fucking mean to him. Just because I wanted him to realize reality. But, like, I honestly don't blame the fucking soldiers. They had no, no mission that was winnable. They had no orders that they could actually carry out. There was, there was no objective for them to accomplish we were we were always there just holding up this fucking it's a, a banana republic basically so contractors could just suck off the teat of government for 20 fucking years that's all it was it was a jobs program to Raytheon and Boeing and and uh Lockheed Martin and Halliburton and shit like that Oh, yeah, the the drugs were involved in that too because like the fucking opioid fucking opium production skyrocketed while we were there. All right, Adam has a as a contribution to don't give a fuck night. This is not this is not This is not the uh link you sent me. I don't believe We'll try this again. <laughs> Here we go. Adam has the contribution to Don't Give a Fuck Night. We're fucking some shit up. It wasn't a nice guitar, was it? That's exactly how I feel tonight, Adam. I don't give a fuck. Let's see if AOC... This is not the fucking video! God damn it! We'll not see if AOC did anything. What the f (laughs) 
Oh, Frankenstrats. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you just you just pieced it together. You probably you picked up the pieces and used it on something later too. That makes that's part of the art form for him. I I, I kind of get it. I'm I'm the I I think you know. I come from the school of thought of always handling equipment with the greatest care and everything. But like, I get it. I like the whole punk lifestyle and everything. And if he's stitching together fucking different pieces of guitars and shit, that's, that's, that's part of it. Also, this is not a kiss shirt that says hiss. I've been accused of being a KISS fan. It's a bunch of cats. It says HISS. Ever accuse me of being a KISS fan? Ghost is KISS with talent. Listen to Ghost instead. I'm not high enough for this shit. Do you want me to go get the AOC video? It was like her roasting the cops. He was talking about like radicalization inside the police force. So like part of me wants to go grab the fucking video because it was AOC being a badass. Have you ever soaked some wood? Have you guys heard about this new, this thing called soaking? Dan Eyehole. Do you know what I would want to do to Dan Eyehole? If I had the opportunity, I would piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Yeah, this whole thing has been going around on Twitter about how Mormons will will like stick their dick inside a pussy and just leave it there, and that's called soaking. And you get somebody to come and jump on the bed next to you, and it creates the friction. Jump humping. I think is what they they deemed that act. Mor- Mormons are fucking weird. I uh I always try to convince them like hey, if you get high and you get some pussy, you will not be a Mormon anymore. Just do that. That Mormon porn is is totally weird. I've I've ended up on some Mormon porn before because the girls are cute. Like I kind of you know I I don't like porn star looking girls, ladies, not girls. That's weird. But like I I end up on the Mormon porn. They've got the weird underwear and shit. What the fuck is up with that? What? I've got great control. I could I could soak all night long. Fantastic control, you might say. But it's not like I'm fucking anybody anymore. I'm not like 
I don't do well on the Tinder. I, I, I used to do well when I could go out in public because I'm actually kind of charming when I want to be. And actually, I'm not bad at, like, stand-up comedy. So I go do stand-up comedy. There's, like, you know, people in the audience, you know, might want to fuck me. And then, like, that increases the chances of me uh, <laughs> having intercourse. But here during the, during the pandemic, it's kind of like... Sacred undergarments, yes. Like the porn where they're all wearing the weird underpants. Like I, I can't do it. I, I, it's not sexy. It's not sexy at all. I'm not down with it. I should go get the. I should go get the AOC video. Let's watch AOC. Here on Don't Give a Fuck Night on the Troll Patrol. I've 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 been I've been slammed with some shit, unfortunately. I'm in don't give a fuck mode tonight. Uh, Subcommittee, uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez. Thank you so much, Chairman Raskin. Um, you know, in a 2006 bulletin, the FBI detailed... I don't even know how to, how to set this up. I believe... Uh, Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez pressed an FBI official on the radicalization of police officers by white supremacy groups of white nationalists uh, infiltrating police departments, a coordinated effort. This the, I don't know hardly anything about Mormons. Most of my knowledge of Mormons comes from the fact that, like, the crack whore I used to date really liked that show Big Love on HBO. That's the time period I was dating her when that show was on. And, like, I would watch that with Bill Paxton where he, like, had the Mormon wives and shit. And he ended up running for Congress and... Oh, the South Park episode. Yes, I know the South Park episode is spot the fuck on. Like, Mormons are super nice. They believe some really dumb shit, but they're also really weird and creep you out. That's what you take from from the Mormons. But, like, they would come and knock on my door and you guys know me. You know, I went, like, I would go out on the porch and I would sit with the Mormons for like an hour as long as they would actually sit with me and talk about fucking God, philosophy, anything in the world. Me trying to convince them like, hey, let me let me get you guys high, you know. We'll find you some pussy and then you'll 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 throw this shit away. Oh, oh, you know, I have seen the Book of Mormon. <laughs> that that is that is also something. Anytime someone brings up like, oh, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. I'm like, the fucking play that holds the record for the most Tony Awards ever, ever. The main song is Fuck You God in the Ass. (laughs) This is the fucking words to it. Go fuck yourself. 
This whole people are too offended anymore. Like South Park is still one of the biggest shows on television. They just sound like what, like a seven year deal. They're going to make fucking 13 movies. Yes, the Book of Mormon is worth watching. It won, it won like 13 Tonys, 14 Tonys or some shit like that. It set the record for most Tony Awards ever. And the main song is, you know, Fuck You God in the Ass. <laughs> So I went to this Mormon place one time when I was in Hawaii. Like it was some kind of fucking Mormon visitor center bullshit. And like the beverage selection. That's what I remember being wild. The beverage selection. Because it was like Sprite and and Fanta or maybe not even Fanta. It was like some kind of orange drink that was non-caffeinated. Goddamn Mormons and their their fucking weird beverages. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. People are like, oh, people are too sensitive nowadays. You couldn't make Blazing Saddles anymore. Fucking South Park is like the biggest fucking show on television. Shut the fuck up. Matt and Trey dominated the Tonys. Shut the fuck up. Why would you want to make Blazing Saddles today? The fact that you can't make Blazing Saddles today means that the the humor in it isn't as relevant. We've progressed. Comedy is supposed to wane. Like you're like if you do topical biting comedy, it's not supposed to hit as well 20, 30 years later. Unless you're George Carlin, for some reason, everything he fucking says is like as prescient as you can possibly be. Holy fuck. I, I do not know how everything that motherfucker ever said is like still relevant at all fucking times, ever. That's another the people that, you know, get upset about, you know, censorship and shit. I always point them to the, the George Carlin, you know, the the... You know, rape can be funny bit because he talks about it's all about where you put the emphasis in the joke and how you should never punch down and always punch up. I man, I understand. I want to. I want to go do some comedy. I was. I hadn't done comedy in a couple years when the pandemic hit, and I was. I was like practicing a set. To be able to go down here to like one of the open mic nights. Cause I, I, I miss performing live. Like that's, that's a fucking, that's a high you can't get from any other kind of drug. I mean, I I love doing this. I've always loved, you know, radio and, and television live production is fun as fuck. But, you know, just just being up on the stage and, and the possibility that I'm going to get up there and nobody's going to fucking laugh. And, like, I didn't bomb my first time I did stand-up. I didn't bomb until, like, my third or fourth time. So, like, I kind of got a little cocky about it. So, 
when I actually bombed, holy fuck, it was spectacular. I've bombed several times since then. But that's just, it's a fucking thrill. To get up and perform in front of people and be like, you know, you can hang yourself out to dry or you can, you can hold them in the palm of your hand. Or in my case, I usually have about like 30, 40% of the audience cracking up and then everybody else is horrified by everything I'm saying. I've never gotten a standing ovation from 10,000 people. I've gotten a standing ovation from like 10, 15 people before. That's pretty fucking good. Oh, I hope he recovers, Adam. That sucks. Overdoses have been a big problem. Fucking persistent problem in the United States for years and years now, but the pandemic is really exacerbating it. Jamie Raskin having this white mask on his face, like... I kind of get annoyed at people doing them. Uh, did did your drummer die from an OD? Because you just said he OD'd. I assumed he lived. Okay, okay. I was like, oh shit, he didn't die, did he? I'm I'm so fucking sorry. But I mean, once again, with, with, with drug usage, it's you got yeah, gots to wants to get off it. Yeah, you've gots to wants to make the difference. If you don't, you'll do any kind of fucking mental gymnastics to keep using. I don't even give a shit if I get a standing ovation. I just want to make 20, 30% of the audience laugh and I will be happy. first time I ever did comedy there was this like little Catholic girl like that that was her whole bit about how she was a Catholic girl and she was all you know out of place with all the all the foul mouth comedians and her her dad was in like the front row and when I was on stage he was just like And like, I even pointed it out and shit. It was like, oh, he really doesn't like me. <laughs> but I had like 20, 30% of the audience fucking rolling. Alright, AOC is going to light somebody up here. This should be fun to watch. It came during a time when a neo-Nazi gang formed by members of the L.A. Sheriff's Department uh, were found harassing black and brown communities. And while this was about 15 years ago, according to recent reporting from the New York Times, in addition to uh, PBS, it's found that despite efforts, uh, it doesn't look like things have improved. And I would like to submit both of these documents to the record. Without objection. Um, there's, there's something like 12 gangs in the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Virginia, Texas, Florida, Michigan, 
Nebraska, and Louisiana for having ties to the Ku Klux Klan. And we also know that more than 30 active or retired police officers joined the January 6th attack on the Capitol, and at least seven are facing charges connected to that day. Director Langan, I take it you are familiar uh, with this 2006 bulletin, correct? I may have to review that bulletin, ma'am, to recall it exactly. No worries. Uh, To your knowledge, what do we know about the radicalization efforts among certain officers already in uh, police departments and the effort to recruit white nationalists joining police departments across the United States? I know that's way too fucking common. For individuals that are in positions of trust uh, and uh, have radicalized, radicalized ideas and gravitate towards hate and violence are of, of, of very concerning as they've always been. Um, you just named the personality type that is most likely to become a law enforcement officer. We work with our local. That's why they want to become a law enforcement officer uh, to help identify and to educate uh, their departments uh, on proper vetting and uh, on, on uh, standards of acceptance. So we are constantly working to try to make sure that that does not exist. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can speak a, an overwhelmingly uh, amount of law enforcement interactions that we have with the FBI are, are, are positive, and, and that does represent a very, very small amount of law enforcement, but uh, an amount that can never be tolerated. Thank you. Uh, one aspect of the Biden administration's counterterrorism strategy is the focus on detecting these insider threats, that is, ensuring that no one in state or federal government abuses their position by engaging in domestic terrorism-related activities of any kind. Now, when the, what happens when the FBI find, does find instances of white nationalists and local law enforcement? What does the FBI do? Well, if the individuals are part of an ongoing or conducting uh, or plan to conduct any type of criminal actions. Well, here we have this this issue where the kidnapping plot against Governor Whitmore in Michigan, there were feds involved in that. There were feds in the crowd in January 6th. There were feds in the crowd at this most recent rally a couple weekends ago. I want to know what they're, are they like confidential informants or are they willing participants in these things? Now, the right is painting these people as confidential informants that are facilitating this to try to like entrap people. But I don't know that like these federal agents don't actually believe this bullshit and are actively trying to get people to commit acts of terror. I would not be surprised. Uh, we would, and I don't think we've gotten any fucking answers on that. Uh, try to open an investigation and determine whether or not there are charges. If the individual is uh, uh, showing that they are memberships of a group that may be deemed to be a, uh, a racist or a, a group that's focused on hate, that it really, that, that becomes the departmental issue on how that they will proceed with that uh, employee. Okay. So it's- I've grazed over that. Uh, that happened. Do when a police officer one of the nights I couldn't broadcast last week. That document is wild. Uh, it's like a six point document to how to overturn the election. Uh, and the counting of the electors. 
the importance of partnership between local law enforcement and the FBI. Okay, so I, I, that's something that I just would like the committee to note, that um, that there's no currently existing protocol of what to do when a member of law enforcement is discovered to be part of an organization like the Ku Klux Klan. But it, it, this is very important information. I thank you um, for, for your candor. Now, during a briefing in March of this year, the FBI did promise to provide this subcommittee with information on how we could set up a reporting structure that would give federal law enforcement capability um, to track white supremacy. Yep, I agree that we should make an example of them. Unfortunately, I believe it's the government's prerogative to try to uh, sweep it under the rug. I don't think they're going to publicize the radical elements within their own government. I Have we heard an update on the kidnapping plot against Whitmer lately? The six is a little bit harder to sweep under the rug because there's so much attention being paid to it. But this is just one of many plots across the country. Can we uh, get a commitment to uh, securing that answer on this as quickly as possible from the department? Let them order the shit out of everybody in their movement. And, uh, get back with your office. I recently took this. They'll run out of people to martyr. Sure thing. And, uh, Come down. Get off that fucking cross. Mr. Cohen, the committee is currently... We need that fucking space. CBP's response to a massive Facebook group of thousands of CBP officers, where many posted violent racist content, including mocking the deaths of migrants and threatening members of Congress. Just last week, we saw agents violently confronting yep. and yep. Haitian migrants. So in light of this latest incident, how does Secretary Mayorkas plan to accelerate efforts to root out incidents of violent racism within DHS's ranks? So the secretary has instructed they don't. the Office of Security as well as um, the... They, they don't plan on it at all? ...to do several things. One, to evaluate uh, the insider through the insider threat program, uh, whether there are open investigations uh, into um, uh, domestic violent extremist behavior by our employees, to review our hiring practices and our employee practices to ensure that, um, th- that domestic violent extremist ideological beliefs are not influencing the decision-making uh, of uh, personnel working within the Department of Homeland Security. And I would say as, a law, as someone who spent 35 plus years in law enforcement and Homeland Security, um, law, the exercise of law enforcement responsibilities have to be free from discriminatory practices. Decision-making can't be based on implicit or conscious biases of individuals or the organization, quite frankly, and even the perception that um, that individuals who are holding positions of public trust, particularly those who enforce our laws, even the perception that they hold racially biased or, or extremist attitudes can undermine faith and confidence in those organizations. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a significant concern for the department and the secretary uh, has instructed a very aggressive a- effort to, to a- address it. Right. Thank you very much, Courtney. Well, it should be a significant concern. Mike Pence says he has talked to Trump several times since January 6th. About a dozen times. Which is actually very surprising to me. 
Former Vice President Mike Pence said on a conservative podcast on Thursday that he has spoken to former President Trump about a dozen times since President Biden was sworn into office in January. We've spoken probably about a dozen times since the uh, inauguration, Pence said on the Ruthless podcast. Pence was at the center of Trump's ire after the former Indiana congressman and governor was repeatedly called upon by the then president to block the results of the counting of votes in 2020 election in Congress on January the 6th. I can't believe that Bob Dole, who was a Trump supporter, actually like talked some sense into Mike Pence. One of the things that came out from the peril book. During the counting of the Electoral College votes, it would have affirmed Biden's win. A pro-Trump mob overran the Capitol, leading to an abrupt gathering out of the chamber and leaving Pence and a number of lawmakers scrambling for safety. One of the participants in the Capitol riot was an Olympic swimmer who has now pleaded guilty. Five-time Olympic swimming medalist Cleet Keller, Cleet Keller, Cleet Keller has pleaded guilty to a felony charge for storming the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th riot. Keller faces 21 to 27 months in prison. He acknowledged in court records that he tried to obstruct Congress's certification of President Joe Biden's Electoral College victory, brushed away officers who tried to remove him from the Capitol, and yelled profane comments about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi Majority Leader Chuck Schumer as he stood near offices wearing riot gear. Keller also acknowledged throwing away the distinctive U.S. Olympic team jacket he wore during the riot. He's agreed to cooperate with authorities. While the committee investigating January 6th prepares its legal arsenal for likely subpoena fights. The House committee investigating Donald Trump's role in the January 6th assault on the Capitol is quietly devising plans to pressure hostile witnesses to spill their secrets. The select panel's leaders are preparing to narrow a set of legal and tactical options as they brace for Trump allies to evoke a wide range of constitutional protections to avoid testifying from claiming executive privilege to invoking their constitutional right to avoid self-incrimination. Executive privilege is bullshit. The current executive branch has already said they do not have executive privilege. Joe Biden will not be fighting for that immunity. Whether it's coaxing reluctant, uh, coaxing, coaxing reluctant witnesses with officers of immunity or uh, bludgeoning them with criminal contempt of Congress. Lawmakers say they'll be ready for whatever obstacles witnesses throw their way. The goal is to prevent lengthy court battles that could derail the January 6th investigation the way Trump stymied House and Senate investigations for his entire term. Where are we drinking for free? I did not get the chance to follow up on this today. There was word that a second leak of data from the Epic server had been released, but I couldn't verify that before the show yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to follow up on it. The fallout begins for far-right trolls who trusted Epic 
to keep their identities secret. In the real world, Joshua Elwan worked as a real estate agent in Pompeo Beach, Florida, where he used to handle South Florida's favorite, where he used the uh, handle South Florida's favorite realtor to urge buyers on Facebook to move to the most beautiful state. But online data revealed by the massive hack of Epic, an internet services company popular with the far right, signaled a darker side. Aileon's name and personal details were found on invoices, suggesting he had once paid for websites with names such as Races Mink? White's Encyclopedia? Christians Against Israel and the Holocaust is Fake? All of these dot-coms. Information was included in a giant trove of hundreds of thousands of transactions published this month by the hacking group Anonymous that exposed previously obscure details of far-right sites and launched a race among extremism researchers to identify the hidden promoters of online hate. After Alien's name appeared in the breach data, his brokerage, Trevor, uh, Trevor's Moran Realty, Dropped him as an agent, as first reported by real estate news site Inmen. The brokerage's owner, Rick Rapp. Holy fuck, Rip Rapp. You, you, you pose a great point, Tones, that many of these services could very well be foreign honeypots. So of course the dude has denied it. I don't fucking believe him. But hey, apparently Trump was right about the Clintons. Or so says Russell Brand. This piece is in the Western Journal. Massive liberal celeb sees the light. Trump was right about Clinton and Russia. Hold on, where's uh, where's our link to Russell Brand here? I want Russell Brand to go off for us. What the fuck? Oh, 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 hold on, it's down here at the bottom. The world moves so fast, there's almost no time for history. It seems like years ago that we... I'm stupid. We're stoned. Like, you're ready to make fun of Russell Brand for being stupid. We're stoned. 
were hearing that Trump was colluding with Russia, that he wouldn't have won the election without Russia, that his whole presidency was a kind of Putin plot. Well, there's now serious evidence that it was the Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton acolytes that were directly involved in the generation of what has proven to be a conspiracy. Untrue. Think about how much media you watched. Me, a person who I would think broadly... Is he talking about the indictment of... Like the dude that, well, he was like a lawyer for Hillary or like the the Hillary campaign. And he was indicted for lying about something in 2017. Speaking is from the left, a liberal, certainly not a Trump supporting Republican with respect to those of you that are. I find myself in awe gobsmacked, flabbergasted and startled by these revelations that Russiagate was a democratic conspiracy. Let's unpack that now with the help of Glenn Greenwald. Oh, well, this is going to be good. ...16 campaign was indicted on Wednesday with one felony count of lying to the FBI about a fraudulent Russiagate story he helped... In 2017... And it wasn't a, no, 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 He was indicted for, fuck, am I going to have to go back and look it up? I might not be clear on what the fuck happened. He didn't disclose that he was representing a client. It was somebody for the DNC or some shit. But this this had to do with shit that happened in 2017. It had nothing to do with what happened in 2016. To propagate. We have to recollect just how prevalent this story was. Every late night talk show, all over the news, it was just, you were bombarded with it. It qualifies as collusion. The product of collusion. And collusion. And my personal perspective is, I want the world to be better. I want to believe that the Democratic Party are reliable, that they are the party of inclusivity and diversity and truth and social justice and all great positive ideas. What well, that's... Don't ever put your faith in a political party like that. What the fuck? The identity of tech executive in Durham indictment over Alpha Bank claims revealed... The... Most recent indictment, who allegedly hired now indicted lawyer Michael Sussman and helped push claims of a secret back channel between the Trump organization, between the Trump organization and Russia's Alpha Bank, has been revealed. Grand jury indictment this month against Sussman centers on a September 2016 meeting. Between him and then FBI General Counsel James Baker, in which Sussman passed along allegations claiming covert communications between Russia's Alpha Bank and former President Donald Trump's business. Although Durham alleged Sussman told Baker he was not working for any specific client, the special counsel contends Sussman was secretly doing the bidding of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign and billing her campaign for it as well as working on behalf of Joffe, who is the senior vice president of Newstar.
So that was the lie that he is caught up in. That he he said that he was not representing Clinton's presidential campaign. And the FBI is saying that he actually was working for Clinton's campaign. I was wrong about the lying taking place in 2017. What my concern is becoming is that these um, are totemic issues pushed to the forefront to mask ordinary, regular corruption. Like the Russiagate thing, the Hunter Biden laptop, all of that stuff. Like there are people that just absolutely believe that that's true. And when you watch something like that social dilemma documentary that says we all live in bubbles where we feed off certain types of media, it's becoming like uh, there's becoming a deep bifurcation with people over here believing in this reality, people over here believing in this reality. And in a sense, we need to come together to form a collaborative vision for what America is or accept that you can't have nation states anymore, that you'd be better. He, he, He is completely wrong. And making a false equivalency because, like, there, there, I I don't know where this information is, but I saw a study done on it. Where like those of us who exist outside of the right wing bubble take in a lot of different sources, a lot of different information, whereas people inside a right wing bubble are just taking in like a complete echo chamber bouncing off each other. So what what he's talking about is wrong. We're not going into two different I mean technically he's correct, but it's like they're breaking off from us because they want to be fed bullshit that comports to their ideas of what reality is. Off with separate they live in bullshit land. Independent places where people can believe in their own separate truths because truth is complex, but lies are obvious and Russiagate was a lie. Michael Sussman was charged with the crime by special counsel John Durham, who was appointed by former President Trump to investigate possible crimes committed as part of the Russiagate investigation and whose work is now overseen and approved by Biden Attorney General Merrick Garland. Sussman's indictment is the second allegation of criminal impropriety regarding Russiagate's origins. In January, Durham secured a guilty plea from an FBI agent, Kevin Klein-Smith, for lying to the FISA court and submitting an altered email in order to spy on former Trump campaign official Carter Page. The law firm where Sussman is partner, Perkins Coy, is a major player in Democratic Party politics. One of its partners at the... I don't... I need to know what people are calling Russiagate. I need to know exactly a, a definition of what they're saying is Russiagate. I, I can never get that from right-wingers. ...story that there was a secret server discovered by unnamed internet experts that allowed the Trump organization to communicate with Russia-based Alpha Bank. I wasn't following that stuff particularly closely, but I remember it was seen as a defining issue uh, in the election in 2016, still in 2020. It was something that was being... I seem to remember that there was a story about a server that communicated back to an absolute fact. a bank, yes. ...that this was propaganda, a construct, a confection by the Democratic Party, who, of course, are now in government. It's, it's kind of beyond disappointing because you begin to question and query what other things may not be true. Uh, that's that's weird that he would make that assertion who are now in government, but like it failed miserably for them in 2016. The idea that you... Which is when this actually happened. ...obviously dissolves. This in itself 
is a big enough issue to cause concern. But what else is implied? I suppose what I personally think is it suggests to me that everything is a kind of construct. All of the information that's peddled and rendered is unreliable. The primary function is to create a state where people do not query or question and go along with edicts and ideas that are convenient to the powerful. And truth is just just lost and just irrelevant for, for expedience. In the context of the 2016 election... Well, Obama wanted to go forward with Mitch McConnell. ...to centre stage. This secret committee... And who, Paul Ryan at the time, was that it? ...to the FBI and to Clinton... And, and to make this, you know, pronouncement about foreign interference, so it was seen as bipartisan, that it was an attack on the U.S., and Mitch McConnell wouldn't do it. ...headquarters with the bureau's top lawyer, James Baker, and provided him data which he claimed proved this communication channel. It was in the course of trying to lure the FBI into investigating this scam conspiracy theory when Sussman allegedly lied to Baker by concealing the fact, outright denying that he was peddling the story in his role as lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign as well as a lawyer for a tech executive hoping to be appointed as the top cybersecurity official in the soon-to-be-inaugurated Clinton administration. Again, I suppose, like many of the stories and subjects that dominate the current news cycle are so important that you want to believe that what you're being told is as just authentic conveyance of truth, not that the person that's paid... Like, if at the time we're like, oh, there's this, you know, there is these allegations that Trump was um, in cahoots with Russia, who's saying it? Oh, the lawyer for the Clinton campaign who will be given a role... Well, no, the Trump kids were saying it. Trump himself said it. That could be a factor then. I mean, in a sense... There were, there were multiple pieces of evidence... This class of professional career politicians who can't be relied on... If you're using poker chips in dry cleaning, something tells me that's like, that's, that's like a front for something. You can't have these relationships outside of it. You can't have people campaigning for this, having these type of relationships, leaving this office to go into this office, leaving this role in government to go and work for that tech firm. All of these things require some sort of regulation. Yes, Russell, you're, you're bitching about capitalism. ...private citizen... <laughs> Look, I'm just a concerned private citizen, just like any. I'm just a regular Joe that's currently working as a lawyer for the Clinton campaign, just a mum and pop operation. Then I'm going to be just a regular guy, a regular Joe six-pack, heading up cybersecurity for the Clinton. I've got no skin in the game. I just want to see justice served with this imaginary pretend bunch of lies I'm peddling. Those claims that he was just a concerned private citizen were negated by numerous documents obtained by Durham's investigation, including billing records where he charged the Clinton campaign for his work in trying to disseminate this story, including his meeting with Baker. At Does this surprise me that receiving payments from the Clinton campaign? I'm just con- Clinton had underhanded people working for her. No, not at all. Got to drop my kid off. A soccer game, then I'm going to do some little league practice, then I'm having a meeting at the FBI, I'm just a regular Joe, I'm a concerned citizen. (laughs) This is a really specific life you're living. The FBI went on a wild goose chase to investigate Sussman's conspiracy theory. Now, now this sounds like we're getting into commentary from Greenwald. ...to believe any of it. It has long been known that the Trump AFA bank story was a fraud. A report issued in December 2019 by the DOJ Inspector General revealed that the FBI investigated whether there were cyber links between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, but concluded by early February 2017 there were no such links. It sounds pretty sus, man. Why was it still being peddled? Because it was a good idea. It was a good idea. The whole dislike of Trump 
from the left was based on this guy's corrupt, this guy's an idiot, this guy's a liar. All of those things are true! Despite all this fraud, one of so many that formed the Russiagate scandal played a significant role in shaping media coverage of the 2016 election. Spurred on by Hillary Clinton herself, the liberal sector of the corporate media used this fake claim to bolster their narrative that Trump and the Russians were secretly in cahoots. Yeah, yeah thinking, thinking all those things about Trump had nothing to do with the, the Russiagate conspiracy. Even more seriously, a rotted and deeply corrupted... It had to do with the fact that he was, you know, stupid and corrupt and... It's all rotten. It's rotten to its dirty, stinking core. It's very unfortunate to discover these things about the way the institutionalised corporate media operates, that information is received, not correctly queried. If it's in line with what you already believe, then it's broadcast. If it's at odds with that, you know, there's no... Amazing you, you are saying this to a right-wing audience. Integrity. It's really unfortunate whether you look at, like, you know, if you look at the political relationships they have, corruption, corruption, they've got political alliances. Then you look at the commercial relationships they have with people that advertise. Oh, pharma companies advertise on there, so we're not going to say nothing about that. Oh, big food, they advertise, and we're not going to say anything about that. Big food? The function of communicating information to you, me, us, the people, well, that's just, that, just pure theatre, just pure... Theatre, you can sort of only ever... You might as well watch it the same way as you watch wrestling or something and go, well, I enjoy this, but I know it's made up. According to internal emails obtained by Durham's investigators, the researchers with whom Sussman... Well, that, that's the way the right operates. ...inadequate to justify the claim that Trump was secretly communicating with the Russian bank and that only animus against Trump would lead someone to believe that this evidence supported such a claim. But by then, the media's Russiagate fraud was in full force and could not be stopped by anyone. This particular hoax got a major boost when the candidate herself, Hillary Clinton, posted a tweet in which he claimed computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organisation to a Russian-based bank, which would be, wow, I didn't even think of this, but it would be good for me because it would mean like that Trump's corrupt and that, so that would be because I'm actually standing against Trump. So, like, if he's corrupt and I'm not corrupt, well, guess what? The opposite was true. The fact is... Is, and one thing I was aware of. No, 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 no. It was that the, the you can't criticize Trump this vehemently. It, Russell Brand is clearly an idiot. Authentic, real that cares about ordinary people. You know, I've said that it ought to be regarded as you shouldn't see Trump as an individual icon. You should say period before Trump, Trump period after Trump. What? The whole phenomenon. What led to Trump? What happened under Trump? What's happening now after Trump? And look at that whole thing. What, do you, what does it feel, that feel like for ordinary Americans? What's improved? What's improved economically? What institutions have been tackled? What corruption has been addressed? What's really changed? What's happened? If you look at it that way, a lot. He did have a relationship with Deutsche Bank. The Clinton campaign released its first McCarthyite video using dark insinuations to tie Trump to the Kremlin under the ominous headline, What is Donald Trump's connection to Vladimir Putin? And with that, the fraud of Russiagate was off and running, fueled by a combination of the inner Clinton circle, their corporate media, allies and friendly state security services secretly endorsing the narrative for their media partners. We drowned in one... I, I honestly believe that Glenn, Glenn Greenwald is going... Is to combat this direction because of a... In the name of accomplishing it. The indictment of Hillary's lawyer, Michael Sussman, attempts to depict <laughs> the FBI as Sussman's victim. I have more than nine viewers right now. I'm not just on Twitch. Ha 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 Debunked to the Trump Alpha Bank fraud. This, in turn, allowed the same army of liberal employees of media corporations that perpetrated most of the Russiagate frauds to continue to deceive... What up, plain Texas? 
Long after it was clear. 2106. Look at what's happening now in the media and think what elements of it do you trust? What do you distrust? What kind of bipartisan? I don't care if you, you were Planet X. Politically mobilized. I think you're playing Texas. This is the first or the last time that such things happened, that there are meaningful moral distinctions between either of the parties in America. Of course there aren't. There was indeed criminality and fraud at the heart of Russiagate. Once again, we see that it came not from those accused of conspiring with Russia. A grand total of zero Americans were indicted on charges of criminally conspiring with Russia to interfere in the 2016 election, but instead by those who injected this fraudulent conspiracy theory into the political and media bloodstream of the US. Propaganda is real. Adam is salty tonight. Personally, as I'm not an American citizen. I don't believe... I'm not high enough for this shit. This is the don't give a fuck episode of the Troll Patrol. Power for the people that are affected by the decisions that are made by that democratic process, the removal of lobbying, control and regulation of powerful economic forces that dominate the legislative and administrative procedures. So like, I, I don't see either of those parties as being any better. And when I had my chat on my podcast with Crystal Ball there, she said, no, you can make the Democratic Party good again. And they're sure there's loads of you think you can, you know, like under Trump, we love the Republic. But I think both. I think both parties have their faults. The Democratic Party is far more representative of the people. Are there bad members of the Democratic Party? Yes, because it's a big tent party. The right has gone full-on fucking fascist. Completely sold out to corporate interests. And, Russell, I I can show you the difference. First of all, every Democratic administration in my lifetime has presided over record GDP growth and cut the deficit, with one being the only politician in almost a century to actually balance the budget. And those were both corporatist, fucking center-of-the-road, moderate, goddamn Democrats, if not right-wing Democrats. Clinton appealing to the third way of actually saying, I am a more conservative-style Democrat. Imagine what kind of economy we would have if we had a true progressive and true progressive policies. Every Republican in my lifetime has presided over record uh, debt, crashed the economy, gotten us into stupid-ass wars, a Iran-Contra scandal, selling arms to radical Muslims, supporting death squads in South America and then selling uh, cocaine and crack here on the streets of the U.S. I fucking don't even get me started on the Republican president in power that failed to prevent 9-11. Wrecked the economy. I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Now, every, every right-winger will tell me that the country's going in the wrong direction. They'll even agree with me on time frame that it's been in like the last 40, 50 years we've really fucked shit up. But they won't, they won't acknowledge that it's been right-wing policies that entire time. It was the Reagan revolution. Deregulation, tax cuts, union busting, 
That has been the policy of both parties, of both parties, for the last 40, 50 years. There is no real left in this country. I I don't understand why right-wingers, other than they're, they're not operating in good faith and they're actually secretly fascists, and they want to push their fucking viewpoints on everybody else. I don't know why right-wingers won't join with me and vote for politicians who don't take corporate money and who want to pass legislation that the people want. The $3.5 trillion bill currently before Congress is insanely popular with everybody in the country. The people actually want the bill. I don't understand why right-wingers don't want to join with me to force our politicians to pass popular legislation. Other than the fact that they're fucking fascists and they know they can't win in a democracy and they don't give a shit about democracies. That's what they're going to say some shit about. Like, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. I'm really, I'm going off the rails. It's don't give a fuck night on the troll patrol. Okay. Okay. Plain Texas. You're, you say it's not passing. Why it is overwhelmingly popular. Have you seen the polling? Have you seen the polling for the legislation? It's overwhelmingly popular with the people. So why why would you not want to do something to affect a change to where legislation that is popular with the people can pass? Why would you not want to join with me to put pressure on the politicians to make sure that what the people want passes? Because like if we don't come to some kind of a consensus here and work together then then we're 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 in for like a societal collapse and sectarian violence all over the country people people like to talk like it's going to be like a, a new civil war with a north versus south no it's going to be multiple regional conflicts it's going to be urban against rural areas and it's not going to be fucking pretty and our system is incredibly fucking fragile. We we saw the disruption to the production lines just from COVID. And we're, we're still feeling the reverberations of that now. So imagine what would happen if we fractured into multiple regional conflicts and the sectarian violence breaks out. Why wouldn't you want to join with me to force the government to bend to the will of the people. It is in your best interest, even if you don't agree with the $3.5 trillion bill. I don't know why you wouldn't, though. Because the only... I know the reason why the Republicans in Congress don't want the bill to pass is because they don't want to see any material benefit for people 
It is the energy companies and the healthcare companies, pharmaceutical companies, that are standing opposed to the bill. And it's all it's all the politicians that don't take corporate money that are for it. So why why would you pick the side of the greedy assholes? I don't get it. I do not get right winger philosophy. Other than you just want to do the opposite of whatever the fuck we say. What do you mean meat eater? I eat some fucking meat. I suck some fucking dick. Many of us are meat eaters. There are vegetarians and vegans in the chat sometimes. I don't know if they're represented tonight. Speaking of which, we're supposed to have a blind taste test where Sparkles... sees if she can tell the difference between a plant-based hamburger and a real beef hamburger. I might have to run to the store and get a plant-based burger. I actually looked it up. I can't get quality ground, ground plant fucking whatever the fuck it is. She's bringing her own ground beef. We'll do a blind taste test to see if she can tell the difference. She she promises she can. But I will say, she fucking loves some fucking meat. Don't give a fuck, Troll Patrol. You know who I don't give a fuck about is Russell fucking Brand. Why should we listen to what any fucking celebrity has to say? God damn it. Shaq has denounced his celebrity status. Celebrities are going freaking crazy and I don't want to be one, he says. Look at this. Shaq randomly played for a young man's engagement ring? You know you know what happened yesterday? When did this happen? This happened yesterday. So I was in looking I was in Zales looking for some loop air. Like this was a few weeks ago. I seen the guy Harlan, with the blue the shirt on? <laughs> yeah. You went to the mall and went to Zales? Wait, what? <laughs> you want me to go to Piedmont Park? You're going to Zales? First of all, I have uh, I have a jewelry line at Zales, first of all. Oh, okay. Ooh. My bad. Oh, he has a jewelry line at Zales. I went in there to get some loop earrings. And I seen the guy come in. He was just so shy. He was saying, hey, how much do I owe to pay off my ring? It was just, and I was like, my man, I'm, I'm, how much is the ring? Was this even the, was this even the clip? Oh, he told the New York Post. These celebrities are going freaking crazy. I don't want to be one. I denounce my celebrityness today. I'm done with it. O'Neill told the New York Post. Oh, is this a, is this a video? Freaking insane. Don't call me that anymore. These people are out of their freaking mind. <laughs> How they treat people, what they do, what they say. That, that's never been me. I never want to be looked at like that. And what the fuck are you talking about? We, we 
Uh, everyone probably gets stereotyped, but us celebrities, uh, we get stereotyped because most of them celebrities are out of their damn mind. I don't want to do that. I'm a regular person that listened, followed his dreams, made it. He's a regular person with his, you know, online at Zell's. It's because I'm parties with Jay Z. It's because I have more money than you, don't mean that I'm better than you. I've never been that way and I never will be that way. So I don't want to be in that category with them people. So when they talk about Shaq, it's what you say he's a nice guy. Because what else can you can you be? Is you either nice or you're the, the A word? I don't know. know. I think I, I think a nice guy wouldn't be sucking his own dick on video. Entourage. His people didn't take Talk about how nice he is. That's just me, though. I don't want these, these, these celebrities are going freaking crazy. I don't want to be one. I denounce my celebrityness today. <laughs> today? What does that mean? Done with it. I'm so fucking confused. Celebrities are crazy. Celebrities are crazy. I guess that's the new celebrity thing to do. Is denounce other celebrities as crazy. This is what Matthew McConaughey is doing. Persona non grata. Uh, It's what we're doing in society now. I mean, we're 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 making people persona non grata uh, because of something they 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 do, or you know, and 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 that is that is right now deemed wrong, uh, or it's the hot point and a hot topic right now. You can't erase someone's entire existence. Where the heck does some forgiveness go? And again, that like optimism, it's not erasing the crisis. It's not saying there wasn't a problem. But what are we talking about? Parts of the Bible that have been people have bastardized. The Bible. Um, but you don't throw the whole book out and say, well, it's all it's all bad. Then it's all these because it's, it's false. Have you encountered difficulty expressing this uh in hollywood you know hollywood is uh predominantly left wing and very secular or jewish in some circles but it's not like a place was that i don't know i like i can give him the benefit of a doubt and that wasn't some kind of like jewish conspiracy bullshit he was throwing in there Christian fundamental values are espoused openly. You know, a lot, a lot of Jewish folks are in Hollywood, and that seems to be okay with a lot of people. But some other religions, particularly if you're a fundamentalist Christian or if you have Christian values, a lot of people frown upon that. Why? Why, why do you think that is? And have, have who you- gives a shit? I don't know. I, I haven't had difficulties. I have had. <laughs> and I won't throw any people under the bus, but I have had um, moments where I was on stage receiving an award in front of my peers in Hollywood. And there were people in the crowd that I have prayed with before dinners many times. When, when did and this motherfucker get all Christian? I saw some of those people go to clap, but then notice that... <laughs> well, well it's gonna be a bad thing on my resume and then sit back on their hands. <laughs> uh, wait, are you telling me that there are people in Hollywood that refuse to clap for Matthew McConaughey? 
because of how they would be Matthew McConaughey, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. There's people that sat on their hands, afraid to clap for Matthew McConaughey. I call bullshit. What bull? No fucking way. And I've seen people read the room and go, whoa, that wouldn't bode well for me in the future. Mm. If for getting a job or or getting votes or what have you. Um, I have seen that. I've witnessed that. Um, I don't I don't judge him for it. I just wish, you know, that that, that, that I don't believe you, Matthew McConaughey. It's a you know, one of the things that are are are. People, some people in our industry, not all of them, but this, there's some that go to the left so far as uh, our friend Jordan Peterson, who's back. Um, so You're I'll, friends with Jordan Peterson? The illiberal left. Matthew McConaughey is apparently friends with Jordan Peterson. Like, there was a point in... 2013, 2014, where I was like, Matthew McConaughey really won me over. He was in a string of movies. I'm like, you know, this motherfucker can act. I'm down with him. But boy, is he pissing me off here. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Your friend Jordan Peterson. Back. Um, saw his video being back. That go to the illiberal left side so far that is so condescending and patronizing. To 50%. It's so condescending and patronizing. As if the fucking people... Matthew McConaughey. Tell me that the people with the MAGA hats and the Trump flags that are constantly up in your face Tell me they're not condescending and patronizing. But no, it's never their responsibility, is it? But the left is actually correct. And might be pissed off about shit like climate change or wealth inequality. And it's condescending to you. Is that it? Percent of the world that need the empathy that the liberal side gives and should give um, to, 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 to throw somebody's illegitimize them because they say they are a believer. It's just so arrogant uh, and in some ways hypocritical to me. It also seems... Ah, fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. Knowing that you pray with people made me think less of you. Just so you know. Now that was a little clip that PragerU put up. We're not going to listen to the rest of it. They had a little addendum. But let's let's watch Dennis Prager have the tape ripped off his mouth. And he's going to read to us a script that's been approved. He can actually say this on social media because they censor so much of what PragerU does on social media. Because the conservatives are being silenced. This ad, this ad that appeared in my fucking timeline that he paid for me to see says 
Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Wanted to tell you about PragerU's new short documentary, Restricted, in which we discuss how big tech does not suppress content or censor speech they disagree with in any way. People are free to raise questions they want and speak their minds without fear of being banned from social media or erased from the Internet. Big tech takes great care of us and can totally be trusted to be in control of what we are allowed to see online. Just watch the documentary and you will see for yourself. I hate that these motherfuckers are making a killing. You scroll down through at least my Facebook, because I I consume a lot of right-wing content, and you see nothing but, you know, F-U-J-B shirts or F-J-B. All they got to do is slap that on a shirt. Say they're being censored by big tech, and like thousands of likes, hundreds thousands of comments the engagement they get is insane Prager U saying they are being restricted in this ad that popped up in my news feed that they paid for me to see speaking of big tech censorship It's flipped again. I'm on YouTube, but I'm not on Facebook. What do you know? YouTube is banning all content that spreads vaccine misinformation. YouTube is cracking down on the spread of misinformation by banning misleading and inaccurate content about vaccines. The platform announced the change in a blog post on Wednesday, explaining that its current community guidelines, which already prohibit the sharing of medical misinformation, have been extended to cover currently administered vaccines that have been proven safe by the World Health Organization and other health officials. Yet another reason why this video will come down just as soon as we finish broadcasting. Because I'm walking on eggshells until October the 19th, when one of my strikes goes away. California is set to end COVID sick leave, which seems like a really bad idea, As we are still at the height of the pandemic and possibly could get worse as we go into the winter months. Sick pay has helped many residents across California when it comes to being exposed to COVID or having the virus. But supplemental sick leave related to COVID is set to end this week. A law put into effect in California back in March of 2021 required companies with more than 25 employees to offer 80 hours of supplemental sick leave that included either for quarantine or vaccine side effects. Now, with federal COVID sick pay expiring, employers will know. I had never had a problem with YouTube up until this fucking year. Sandra Dickerson, the CEO of the People's Professionals in Santa Maria, says that becomes a direct expense now on businesses. What we still have and what small businesses still have to evaluate is as of this Friday, we still have Cal OSHA's emergency temporary standard. And they have made a killing off anti-vax content. In the work, they know how popular it is. Time off. Now this will not cover. Is Brett and Heather still? Are fucking Brett and Heather still up? Are Brett and Heather still up?
Dark Horse Podcast Clips is up. 65 million years ago, the chicks... Oh yeah, of course, Katy Perry would come up. I'm only seeing the clips site. Oh, so it's on it's on his YouTube channel. And they are still up. So I do not believe you, YouTube, that you are taking down vaccine misinformation. As Brett Weinstein it still has a channel. Oh, she didn't take his name? Well, that's good on her. I wouldn't take his name either. Yeah, California is ending COVID sick leave. Let's hear from a former gubernatorial candidate in California. Cameras capture his... Caitlyn Jenner was on The View the other day, and apparently it got a little sassy. COVID booster shot while he made a plea to all Americans who qualify to get the shot too. Now, New York State is raising the stakes by implementing a vaccine mandate for hospital and healthcare workers. And here in New York City, public school employees will be required to get the shot by Friday or don't come to work on Monday. I mean, it's... it's. I'm hoping she gets the smackdown by Joy or... can't collect unemployment insurance. Whoopi. On your own, you're not allowed to collect it. Or if you're fired, you can't collect. I know that because I've collected it many times in my day. <laughs> I know all the rules. So, well, I mean, I th- well, probably not anymore. They've changed it drastically in the last 10, 15 years. To get this vaccination. It's not a choice to get your kids vaccinated for polio or for rubella or for pertussis, all the other things they have to have before they can go to school because they don't want you to harm other children. Mm-hmm. Well, your choice and is yet, to keep and yet, them at home. But yeah. stay home then. Yeah. Stay yeah. home. And yet this COVID vaccine somehow has this, this about it. And it's like, it's taken... They a- censored Boogaboo. This particular vaccine has some magical powers to hurt you. Is, is, there, is there a meaning to that word? I don't know. Say, have I taken the polio vaccine? Did I get the DPT shot? Am I getting the shingles shot? By the way, I had shingles. It's a nightmare. Okay, get it. Yeah. These are the things that science is now providing for oh, us. Oh, okay. Imagine if we were in the 19th century when you didn't even have anesthesia, and if you got a cut, you would die. The doctors didn't even wash their hands before Louis Pasteur and Lister came around. Oh. So these are the things that are happening to us now. We have the means. To cure this problem. There's a book about like the big debate about hand washing with doctors. But that was a whole ordeal. It's like I'm tired of not being able to live my life because people are being irrational. A fucking men joy. End of speech. That was good. Very good. One thing I love about coming and doing this show. Is diversity of thought. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and I think yeah. it's so good. I mean, I have a, a different opinion than you. Well, let's hear it, Caitlin. But I do have a 
have a different uh -huh. opinion of that. Doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make mm -hmm. me a bad person, but we can talk about these issues, and I think that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. As far as vaccinations, me, I've been vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Boo, Caitlyn Jenner. My mother, who's now 95, when she was 94, uh, she goes, well, she lives at a home, mm -hmm. and um, they were coming around and giving vaccinations right at the beginning, and I said... Where where is Sparkles at? We need we need her input. Somehow she'll say that Chris Jenner put Caitlyn up to this. Yeah, fuck her diversity of thought. And you're gonna and you go okay, and it's gonna be fine. Then I'll get vaccinated. So she did, and she was fine. I got vaccinated. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But that yeah. was my personal. You're not you're not fine though. Individual freedom. Um, and you're right. Why, why do we have to get mandated ones, like you say, like polio? Mm -hmm. Actually, my great-great-great-great-grandfather was part of them. Edward Jenner. He invented the first vaccine. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, I mean, the first one for smallpox. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, there's a statue in Hyde Park in England about him, you know, Edward Jenner and how he saved the world. <clears throat> and he really did. Yeah. I think I'm saving the world, but he was the one Jenner <laughs> that actually saved the world. Ooh, ooh. Um, I'm about individual freedoms. Um, there's not a one-size-fits-all. What about pregnant women? What about there's... It's safe. Options what about there. pregnant women? And, and I just feel like that is a decision between a doctor and, and their patient. So do a pro-choice. And it's by far the most important mm -hmm. thing is that. Not some bureaucrat sitting in Washington, D.C. saying, you have to get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, well, but what I got it, and I'm happy I did. But what happens when when your personal freedom encroaches on the freedom of others? I mean, that's yeah. the that's the issue with public health. It's a collaborative uh, effort. So mm -hmm. if you are really a patriot, then you thank you, Sonny. Your fellow Americans. The I most think... patriotic thing you really can do is to take care of your fellow Americans. That's really that's is, very Christian. That, and it's I, also very and Christian. I agree with that. You know? yeah. No, I agree so, with so that. No like constitutionally, there is no exception when it comes to personal. I hear all these people. Well, it's my constitutional right. No, it's not. Because when it comes to public health, it has to be collaborative. The bamboozles voice being made in New York is is a good one. If you don't want to be vaccinated, then you cannot work at a public hospital. You can just stay at home or a public school or a public school. Yeah, yeah. You still have your personal freedom and your freedom to stay at home. Yes, yes. The problem I have with that is, um, okay, healthcare workers. We lose yeah. five, ten, fifteen percent of our healthcare workers. No. How many people are going to die because of in a in a emergency room and they have a car accident? In one of the in one of the large healthcare systems, it was something like one percent of the fucking staff ended up getting fired. Not five, ten percent. And they're understaffed that are not going to be able to make it make it through because oh, there's not enough people. They have a solve they, for that because they have people that do want to work that are vaccinated. They're busing it. Well, let me jump in here real but quickly. Where then they leave the other place <laughs> empty. We only have a limited supply of health care workers. Only, and I am all for health care workers. Go ahead. Okay. We have a limited supply of health care workers, which leads me to my point. The problem I'm having with these unvaccinated. Oh, she is. She is one of the worst people. At over 90 percent capacity are the ICUs in Alabama, Georgia, Idaho, Kentucky and Texas. Mm -hmm. And right now, two health care systems, Alaska and Montana, 
No, Idaho and, and Montana are at crisis standards, yeah. which means they're allowing the medical staff to have to decide who to treat. So when Buggle up, buggeroos. She moans every time she moves, and the hospital can't accommodate her, yet she's someone that chose to get vaccinated, and now her back can't be fixed. That's not what happens, but it could happen mm -hmm. in other places. And that's happening. the part. It, no, I mean, it is yeah. happening in other right. places. Right. And that's the problem I have is you're now putting all these medical people, which already have shortages right. at capacity. So people that have regular health conditions, your 94 year old mother could could have an, an ailment. You have people with chemo, you have broken bones, you name it. Now those beds are taken by people that chose not to get that vaccine. Yeah. You think that's fair? Is that fair? But not getting a vaccine is a burden on the rest of us. World, everything affects somebody. If if you can, there are reasons people can't. The way I feel. Um, yes, my. Um, uh, I'm not going to begrudge anybody that has a legitimate no, medical reason why they can't get the vaccine. But I want it to be a personal choice. That's yeah, all but I'm you know what you can't. Is, no. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you it's their why, choice to get it. why it doesn't work. Well, it's their choice to sit their ass at home then. To make the choice, I would not have the right to vote in this country. If we didn't, if we didn't make the step... Excellent point. You know? Very yeah. good point. There, <laughs> yeah, incredibly good point, Caitlin. This is what has to get done because we are fooling around mm -hmm. with all of this. We're going to fuck around and find out when we get a variant that is vaccine resistant. We're back to square one and it's more dangerous than the fucking first time. We're at a crisis point. I want to go back to work. Like back. I want to see a full theater in here. Yeah. I want people to be able to come in and do this. And I'm tired of waiting on folks. And I mean, and this is, the, that's selfish. You're keeping me back. Yeah. You're holding us back. Well, they don't yeah. care. You know? About that. So quit it. I mean, like, you wanting to have a full fucking theater, you could do your show from home. But hey, we are killing off uh, rural America at like twice the rate of everywhere else. Pandemic is devastating rural America where lower vaccination rates are compounding the already limited medical care. And one of the issues in East Tennessee where I went to college was the consolidation of medical systems and them laying off staff and downsizing lean staffing, which has helped compound the fucking, uh, uh, what am I not listening to you about? Oh, you're you're bitching to Caitlyn Jenner. I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. I thought you were accusing me of not listening to you. I'm like, I love you, bro. <laughs> oh, fucking brownback in Kansas. What's the matter with Kansas indeed? Oh no, Adam, you're you're fine. Let it all out, brother. I'm with you. What what was this what was this clip I was introducing? Oh, COVID is killing rural Americans. You've seen cases pick up in the, in the Midwest, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, parts of the Pacific Northwest. And it's an open question whether or not we're going to see a Delta surge here in the Northeast. Now that kids are back in school and the weather's getting cool. I'm guessing so. The national averages look very encouraging, but they're being driven by sharp declines in the South. You're seeing infection levels pick up in other parts of the country. 
So tonight, fully one quarter of all the Americans. I don't know if I trust Gottlieb. Yet to receive their first shot. He was, he was a Trump stoogie. Mostly unvaccinated, continuous strain, staffing and resources at hospitals around the country. And the death toll, it's hovering just over 2,000 people every day. Back with us tonight, Dr. Martha Octor, emergency physician at Florida International University, University of Arizona's College of Medicine in Phoenix. Uh, we are fortunate that he is joining us tonight from Miami. Uh, doctor, last we spoke, we were talking, it seems to me, about high case counts, um, a high death toll, and staff exhaustion at hospitals throughout the state of Florida. What's the situation right now tonight? Yeah, I think she's got some weird Republican views, dude. Staff exhaustion is still there. It's actually probably even worse. Uh, as you know, the case per capita has dropped quite a bit. We were one of the earliest hit, if not the earliest in the country, with the Delta variant, and it was really, really horrible about a month ago. Uh, so fortunately, relatively speaking, it's feeling better. After yeah, the governor of Florida is kind of uh, a dumb fuck. Like it was just a few weeks ago. Uh, dumb fuck DeSantis. They stay there for quite a while. Uh, there are two ways out of there, getting better, which often doesn't happen, or by dying, which is the unfortunate way. Uh, and so the ICUs are still pretty full. The ER feels a lot calmer than before, fortunately. Uh, but the exhaustion doesn't go away. Uh, especially because so many of these people refuse to be vaccinated. They don't believe what we're telling them. And then, ironically, they come to us anyway when they get sick. And it's very frustrating when we're telling you what to do, you refuse to do it. And then when you get sick, you come to us begging for alternative therapies. This this dude's like news from the world of business today. Give a shit meter is full. Discovered in slow motion that they are a publisher, and so YouTube is going to ban uh, all uh, kind of anti-vax and vaccine misinformation videos. A little bit like closing the barn door. Well, I'm going to bet that they continue to take money from the right-wing nut jobs. And by banning vaccine misinformation, it's going to be more shit like my videos. You think this is a step in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. This is a step in the right direction. Now, you can say what you want about free speech and ethics and the legality of it. As YouTube, as far as I know, is a private company, and they can choose to either be pro-science or anti-science. Uh, and they've decided to be pro-science uh, and anti-death. Uh, they're they're going to be pro-business. Conspiracy theorists will always find a way to get the word out. They're going to do what's they're best for Facebook business. Or YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is that suits their pleasure. Bit shoot and rumble. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of the misinformation has been happening over social media. And what they want to blame... Holy like Guys, guys, I get I get some horrid comments on BitChute over this content, but like a couple of clips of the Freak Show have gone up on BitChute, and holy fuck, even my comedy show where I'm not even touching politics, they just fucking tear me a new one. The like I can't even show you the comments; they are so outlandish. It cracks me the fuck up. Separate argument. Uh, but clearly, if you as a company believe in vaccinations and believe in science, it would seem to me that one way of supporting that is by getting rid of misinformation on your website or on your platform 
And of course, that will make it harder for misinformation to spread. It will. Well, YouTube is not going to do that because it is not in the interest of their fucking bottom line. Officials warn of a possible COVID exposure at a Luke Bryan concert in Michigan after 27 people test positive. 20,000 people attended the concert in Fowlerville. I'm assuming there wasn't a very high percentage of people wearing masks. Once again, I've got 11 days to decide if I'm going to go to Modest Mouse when I bought tickets back in May. I've still got several N95 masks over here. I can wear one. I don't, I don't, I don't know though. I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable, but damn, have I missed live music. But shit like this keeps happening. Aladdin, the Broadway play has had to be canceled. Just one day after the show reopened, following some 18 months of being shuttered because one day after it reopened. First cancellation because of COVID since shows resumed earlier this month. Aladdin says the status of future performances will be updated soon. One day after opening, it closes back down. Oh. But hey, let's hear from some healthcare workers who are willing to go on camera and tell us the stupid ass reasons why they are willing to get fired. I'm upholding the beliefs of my my faith according to uh, being a Bible-believing Christian. There is nothing in the Bible about vaccinations. There's like, and I've seen many preachers say that actually the biblical thing to do is to get vaccinated to protect your neighbor. And what I hold dear to me as a Christian. Employees with Legacy Help tell us hundreds of health professionals will soon be fired. Their COVID-19 exemption requests are getting denied. Good. Life in Northwest Portland and Genevieve. Healthcare workers here in Oregon have about three weeks left to get vaccinated, but many say they'd rather lose their job. <laughs> the deadline for healthcare workers to get vaccinated is October 18th, but the healthcare workers I talked with today say they have no plans of getting the shots, and so they're preparing to be fired. This brings up the greater question what will this do to the already short staffed health systems? I believe my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Arnhild Espino, who goes by Hildy, is a registered... Hildy! Oh my God, Hildy! She's a character from a Pussifer song. Her body is the temple for the Holy Ghost. And so they're preparing to be fired. This brings up the (laughs) question, what will this do to the already short-staffed health systems? I believe my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Arnhild Espino, who goes by Hildy, is a registered nurse at Mount Hood Medical Center. I applied under the religious exemption. Coleman Nagy is a respiratory therapist at Legacy Emanuel. Both have been serving in the medical field for decades, and in a matter of weeks, they'll be fired for not getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Both submitted religious exemptions, partly because they don't agree with the way fetal tissue is used for vaccines. What? they received what felt like an automated response from their longtime employer, Legacy Health, saying they're... There is absolutely no fetal tissue in the mRNA vaccines. 
I don't think. Am I wrong on that? Vaccines do not contain any aborted fetal cells. Fetal cell lines are not the same as fetal tissue. Fetal cell lines are cells that grow in a laboratory. The fuck are these people talking about? You're just idiots. Exemptions were denied. We're all receiving the same email, the same notification. Hildy says hundreds of other workers got the same email, which says two factors were used to determine if an exemption should be honored. Consistency, if the person has gotten... If they were stupid or not. Or specificity, if the religious belief is specifically against the COVID-19 vaccine. Hildy is now fighting back by appealing the... You know, I actually get to set the price. Uh, there's like a minimum. On, I don't know what the percentage is of like the cost cost. But like I can always set the price more. But I actually, I don't... I thought, like my, I think I have my my T-shirt set at like twenty two sixty nine, and I thought like my cut was generous at that point, but like it said like other people set their T-shirts at like twenty six or something like that. I don't I don't judge anybody for their sexuality because fucking. I do some crazy shit in that room in there. Exemption process. They're telling men, women, trans. I'm, I'm reviewing each one of us. I'm open-minded. We all received the same form letter. Not her. I would not invite her in. Calling out the company in a statement saying blanket rejections are bad policy and will worsen the staffing crisis. Hildy says the vaccine goes against her non-denominational Christian faith, but what? COVID-19. Including the Pope are in support of the shots. Heads of the National Association of Evangelicals and Orthodox Union. Oh yeah, I'm saying gender doesn't matter to me. LDS leaders asking members to help quell the pandemic. I don't. I don't care what gender you identify as. If you sexy, you sexy. Leaders at the top saying vaccination is our way out of this. So um, the law allows for religious exemptions and exemptions relating to conscience as a Christian, <laughs> I have the ability to interpret God's word for me and I believe I don't do the hate fucking a matter of conscience for me not to get the vaccine. I and fuck people like I'm in love with them and apparently that fucks people up. The question then is how can you have a religious exemption if you don't actually follow any specific religion? Because the the form states, or the law states, that you don't have to belong to an organized uh, denomination. Neither reasoning held up. Now both are days away. You're just idiots. I did hear. I'm amazed they haven't gotten COVID yet. It thoroughly reviewed all medical and religious exemptions and shared the decision with almost. I'm not going to kink shame anybody that's drinking piss either saying it has made a series of contingency plans to minimize impact on patient care. Live here in Northwest Portland, Genevieve Rayom, K2 News. All right, Genevieve, thank you. Genevieve was good. She's going she's gonna to go places in this business. Unmasked Knox County student 
describes the isolation from math students. We're going to hear from an unmasked student in Knoxville. You hope it's another girl? An investigation connected to a missing woman leading police to a disturbing discovery. Do you want to destroy someone's life by saying, hey, we found your daughter? There's no good outcome. Plus, anxiety, asthma. Knox County asks a federal judge to make exceptions. Exactly. Non-denominational Christian just means like, I don't go to fucking church. Honoring an East Tennessee legend. A new way to showcase how much Dolly means to East Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Look at Dolly's outfit. WVLT News at 6 o'clock. I'm Ted Hall. And I'm Amanda Hara. Thanks for joining us. Knox County Board of Education wants to add more medical exemptions to a federal judge's... What? Yeah, the board filing a list of 60 proposed mask exemptions from staff and parents. Right now, the judge's order includes only two. The new list would include things like dyslexia, diabetes, allergies, and much more. Well, the Board of Education holding a work Why? right now where they are not allowing anyone at the public. Good Lord. We have a mountain of data. This, the schools that have practiced good social distancing and mask wearing policies, no opt-out mask policies, are the ones that are still open. Kids in elementary, middle, and high school, and she believes no child should be forced to wear a mask. Kelly Sammons tells me her five kids are going to school each day, three of them choosing to not wear a mask. She says the other two are worried about bullying, and one wants to play football after school. Kelly says today and yesterday she dropped off her kids, only to have some of them home again a few hours later. We want people to understand that these are our children, that, you know, a governor or a judge. So why don't you act like you care about them and protect them from the fucking respiratory virus that is going around? ...or whoever can make his opinions on what we do with our kids, but these are still our kids. Going up to someone that... You're an idiot. Like, if they've got a certain expression on their face, like, so you can't tell what they're going to say. You don't know if you should talk to them, if you shouldn't talk to them. It's just all anxiety, really. Daughter Alicia is a West Valley middle schooler who's new to that school this year. She and her mom say there are medical conditions like anxiety and depression not currently listed as exemption options. Her mom Kelly says if they are added, she will be trying to get her students a doctor's note, but she still wants to fight for all the students. I'm sorry, but like a kid with anxiety or depression isn't going to be out there like fucking holding a sign for attention. I mean, it's the parents. I'm not blaming the kid on that. Fucking shit. Clinical trial seeks to repurpose FDA-approved drugs as COVID treatment. Apparently, the ivermectin is getting a second look. The study is happening right here in the mid-state to find new medications to treat COVID-19. The study is trying to find data that may show the medications can actually be repurposed now to fight the virus. News 4's Ryan Breslin is live from the Clinical Trial Center of Middle Tennessee, which is helping conduct this trial. All right, good morning to you, Ryan. So walk us through this and what's happening there. Hey, good morning to you, Holly. Well, this trial is for anyone who just recently tested positive for COVID-19 and is willing to try a treatment with one of three medications. The trial is called Active 6, and the goal of it is to try and prevent people with COVID-19 from getting sicker or ending up in the hospital. One of the patients who we spoke to is Brent Hendrickson. Really, we're all so... Dolly is a goddess if you live in Tennessee. Like, you do not speak ill of Dolly Parton. Then 
when he when he said this is these are the trials that we have would you be open to this i said let's do it Hendrickson says when he tested positive for COVID, he reached out to his doctor for treatment options and they suggested this study. The clinical trial includes three medication options, the inhaled steroid fluticasone, the antidepressant fluvoxamine, or a safe dose of ivermectin. As someone who was unvaccinated as a personal choice, he was willing to... Dolly is only given a mountain of reasons to lager. ...from what he had previously heard about the medication. He says he's now... Including helping to fund vaccine research for the COVID vaccine. He says he's glad that he participated. He's a safe, safe dose of ivermectin. I understand what... Yes, one that won't make you shit your pants. I also understand that after getting it, I can be part of the solution and looking at... The statistics for those. And I'm going, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that this trial ends like the other trial did. Like there is no effect in the treatment of COVID. There are some requirements though. I could be wrong though. I recently tested positive for COVID-19 within seven days. That's why you do trials. Hospitalized with the virus. Holly. Yeah. And Ryan, one of the drugs you mentioned in the study is that ivermectin. And we've heard people <laughs> Taking ivermectin on their own to treat the horse dewormer. That's why it's included in this trial. Well, Holly, doctors say that this is a safe way to try and see if ivermectin works as a treatment. They also say that they can dose it better by judging it off of people's weights. As you know, a lot of folks are taking ivermectin um, based because they're idiots and non-humans, and so. The problem with that is that it's actually relatively easy to take too much ivermectin and have a lot of side effects. So this is a much safer way for somebody interested in ivermectin to get the medication. Yes, do not take the horse paste on your own. That is stupid. The COVID mu variant seems to have been eradicated. The latest data shows the Mu variant of COVID-19 that had sent some scientists into worry over its potential to be vaccine-resistant and more transmissible has been wiped out of the U.S. according to new data. The eradication of Mu was first reported by the virus-tracking website Outbreak.info, which said that the Mu variant did not account for any new cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. The Mu variant made its way into nearly every state and peaked on June 19th, when it made up for 3% of total U.S. cases of COVID-19. Moo, moo, moo. Now, I've heard, I've heard people call it the Moo variant and the Mu variant. I don't know which one is correct. We looked it up. Google said Mu. Just a quick note, Britney Spears' father, Jamie, is suspended as conservator of her estate after 13 years. So apparently we are one step closer to getting Britney free. That is good. When we get to Britney's attorney, Matthew Rosengart asked the court to suspend Jamie. He formally appointed a temporary successor. Judge Brenda Penny did so on Wednesday in Los Angeles. Swapping Jamie for John Zabel. I don't know what that fuck, what that means. 
I know that Shaq's not a celebrity anymore, but like, no matter how much right wingers talk about how how they hate celebrities, they sure do fucking flock to them. Like Dog the Bounty Hunter on Fox. Apparently, he has been saying for the last fucking day that he is moments away from capturing Brian Laundrie. This was yesterday in the afternoon, a canine unit heading out to a small island off of Florida where Dog the Bounty Hunter got a tip about potential traces of Brian Laundrie. Now, I I am going to assume that wherever the fuck they are looking for Brian Laundrie at the behest of Dog the Bounty Hunter, that Brian Laundrie is about fucking 1,000, 1,500 miles the opposite fucking direction. I'm just infinitely amused by the fact that Dog the Bounty Hunter has been brought into this whole fucking situation. And apparently he is slamming critics saying he's hunting Brian Laundry for publicity and vows his team do not give up. Dog is filled in criticism from web sleuths, social media users, and private investigator Bill Warner, who exclusively told his... Uh, this is the, this is the out his what who exclusively told his the son outrageous probe is taking legitimate tips away from the FBI. We're reading from the son. They inserted themselves into that sentence in a weird way. Bell Bondsman and Bounty Hunter, who regularly makes headlines as a result of his show, and is now searching for Gabby Petito's missing fiance, insisted, "I don't need the publicity." I call bullshit. Told Florida journalist Brian Inton of News Nation Now has been reporting from outside the laundry home for days that his shows are on TV every single day and everyone knows who I am. Dog not a humble bounty hunter. Also happening in Florida, there's a chase for uh, something that is on the loose. Man using a garbage can to try to corner an alligator in his yard. Now, I'm assuming the dude using the garbage can to try to catch the alligator is going to have far more luck with his bounty than Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's just a wild guess on my part. I might be wrong. Ooh, he don't look happy. I'm assuming that's not a, like a full-grown alligator. That's like a uh, like a teenager or some shit. Oh my god! I can't believe he actually got him. Oh, he fucking got him in there. Holy shit. I can't believe what we just watched.
In shock that that actually worked. Of course, Florida Man pulled that out. Mad props to this dude. I'm going to have to play this one for Sparkles tomorrow night on the Friday Night Free Show. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, for the Friday Night Free Show featuring myself and my lovely co-host, Sparkles Lavendar. She, she has a new dude she's been talking to that is apparently going to get us an interview with Vermin Supreme because he used to work on his campaign. We'll ask Sparkles about the possible Vermin Supreme interview tomorrow. The Friday Night Freak Show. 10 p.m. Eastern at 7 Pacific. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Riggy the Great One. I thought Echoplex was on. It's it's Satanic Panic Night, but I must be an hour early. Do check them out, though, later. Say hey to Ricky for me. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show.